0: I would like to begin this episode by thanking some people, people like Nader, Paul Rogers, and Old Man Varney. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us some money, help support this show, and a whole network of shows like it. You can be like them, go there, and get cool stuff in return. Uh, once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. <laughs>
1: is gary butterfield
0: my name is cole ross
1: and you're listening to watch out for fireballs it is a games club podcast
0: and this week we are continuing our discussion of Shadowrun hong kong the crpg developed and uh, published by Harebrains schemes for the pc in 2015 yeah
1: and this is part two Uh, as always i I imagine somebody on this this wide world just listens to the part twos of these but mm-hmm. it will make more sense if you go back and listen to the last episode.
0: It's the recommended use case. But I'm not your dad. So.
1: No. You you've downloaded this. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we already got the number. It's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did uh what did we do last time Cole?
0: Well, Uh, I mean, just last time, because this is a game where you're doing a bunch of jobs, it's really just the setup. We arrived at Hong Kong looking uh, for our uh, adoptive slash foster father, Raymond, only to find that he is possibly dead. Uh, There was shooting near him uh, and an APB has been put out for us, driving us underground. Uh, We're looking for him and we are working shadow runs, doing crimes for a fixer named Kindly Cheng. Uh, in the slum of Haui, in the, uh which is at the foot of the Kowloon walled city, where some uh, uh, bad, bad she is leaking out.
1: Yeah, we've gathered our party. Uh, so we have the entire crew that we're going to be uh, going to be using for things. And we're going to get into it. It's that yeah. good, uh, that good shadow on that. Everybody, everybody looks for Raymond. <laughs> uh, the, the uh so uh we just came back uh from a mission just now where we went and got uh gai yes uh the uh our final team member when we return uh kindly chang radios us our fixer she's very excited uh she has something that she wants to tell us but not at uh not over the comms right. So she has us come to her mahjong parlor
0: yeah, uh, the reason why not overcomes is uh, she has information that she got illicitly from the police. Uh, she plays for us the snippet of a conversation between this mysterious plastic-faced man, the person who we believe killed Raymond, uh, and Crate, the, uh, the lead of the special task force assigned for coming after us. I believe that Crate is the villain of the um, extended, like the uh, add-on missions for this? Yes, yeah,
1: if I recall. Uh, just a reminder we're not covering those th- this episode i have played them before and like them uh, but i uh, did not replay them for this because i've played Shadow on hong kong a bunch of times no um so the plastic face man is yelling at crate uh we find out that the reason why they want us dead is we might know something uh and they want to make sure that doesn't get out but also uh he reveals that his client's name is josephine and this means something to kindly chang uh <laughs> this is jo- josephine Seng, who is the ceo of Seng mechanical services uh she is the one who had the contract to rebuild the walled city
0: yeah kindly Chang fucking hates uh josephine oh, yeah. uh this is yeah. bad blood that uh that goes way back uh primarily just because of the competition uh for power between gangs and corpse um in both uh Hong Kong and the rest of the the rest of the shadow run world uh so she's gonna really delight in uh, uh helping us get revenge. Uh, which, you know, is also revenge for the operatives that Josephine Sang got uh, got killed. But we don't have any more information than that. We just have a name.
1: Yeah, we get a name, and then we go do some more jobs. You yeah. know, again, the perfect structure for CRPGs, <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, we can go uh, back on the bolt hole. We'll talk to Gobbit again, and she continues her lesson. Uh, this time, she starts talking about um, something that ends up being important to her loyalty quest when we get it. Uh, there was a gathering of kind of... Uh, drifters and other rot shaman who lived on this raft uh, called the sinking ship. (laughs) Um, And during this mission, somebody who lived there ended up, they get a job to steal this object. And that person ended up uh, betraying everybody and tons of people died. Yeah. There Um, this is referencing, you know, last episode I talked about one of the things I I think about a lot with Shatteron is that there's like a finite amount of concepts Mm -hmm. to build a video game around. Like if you're playing a tabletop game, you know, another extraction is fine. Like, yeah. oh, we just had to go get this guy from a company that, you know, the the unique parts will come out in the play because mm-hmm. players are predictable. In translating it to a video game form, there are more limited things. Uh, gobbets, storyline, parallels with things like Demon in a Bottle. Like, yeah. this is a archetype of a Shadowrun uh, thing. Like, it kind of ends up feeling kind of adversary-like when we get to the end of it. Yep. But the haunted object... Uh, haunted magical object from earth dawn times mm-hmm. is a Shadowrun uh adventure archetype
0: yeah people summoning something they can't put down right yes
1: yeah, so there's also a fiction archetype <laughs> you might <laughs> also recognize that from stories yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it, it's very specifically like a thing that happens in this universe i guess yeah yeah um, and there are published modules that are similar
2: mm-hmm. to this
0: yeah. Uh but we're gonna learn about this, uh this uh, uh it's called the shiny object is uh, is is what they call it. 'Cause these uh the, the these crusty rat shaman, uh, you know, pretty literal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite <laughs> quite
1: uh, quite crusty and they love they love shiny objects. Yeah. Uh we can check in with Ractor, uh here again. And he talks about uh starts talking about his relationship with his drone. Um his relationship with his drone is very special. He doesn't have to give it specific um commands command by command it acts based on his id mm-hmm. um and we're gonna find out more about this uh a little bit a little bit yeah. later
0: I, I i like that because he's not giving the commands we are kind of implying that we as the player are his id in coma. yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah there's a nice little meta little bit there yeah um yeah he also uh learned we find out uh that he is a, like a, a robot tar
2: Let's, um he had si-
1: his, si- <laughs> yeah he's- both cyber legs, like everything below the waist, yeah, uh yeah, he's gone, Kendall down yeah. there, he can love you like a real son he's um
0: nice. the, uh, <laughs> I, want you. I need you narrow <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> unfilmable but, out now yeah. for you to listen- yeah. or out soon for you to listen to, God, I can't wait to talk about that, yeah, I know
1: uh, right, it doesn't hold you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> he's, uh, but yeah it was this lab accident and he got uh cut in half the easy way uh and he is you know uh, kind of in the same boat as glory from uh from dragonfall just with different outcomes and for different reasons of course he's half machine and only has a a shred of essence left essence being your connection to your astral self if i believe correct for
1: humanity yes. like it, it's it's what makes you human Right. So in mechanical terms, it's a resource you spend to get cyberware. Mm -hmm. In role-playing terms, the more of it you have, the less human you are. So if we were called Glory, Glory was very cold and robotic. She purposely filled herself up with cyberware in order to get her essence as low as possible to cut her off from the adversary. Yes. Uh, Ractor is kind of a flip side to that. His uh, essence is very low because of this stuff, but he's fine. Yes. Um, He's got, you know, uh, these kind of Russian sensory mods he has and his psychology, which as you talk to him more is he's basically like a sociopath. Yeah. Like, and he's very used to masking and everything like that. So he presents as functionally a lot more well adjusted than Glory does. Um, He's just very cold and clinical about the whole thing. He's the closest thing you have to like an evil party member.
0: It's a a really interesting, like, subversion on that and subversion. Yeah. Here's a character who says unapologetically, I am a psychopath. This is a quirk of my this is a quirk of my psychology. um, And I have learned, you know, to adapt to it. Uh, You know, I'm not specifically going and hurting people. It's basically like taking apart a notion of what a psychopath is. It's not like, okay, you are suddenly a person who you know uh, uh turns into malicious jason, yeah jason Voorhees. right you know it just yeah. like it's a it's a lack of empathy it is like a, a a relational problem right it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go out and you know hunt people and your reactions can either be like informed and enlightened about that or you can be like well i don't want to have a monster on my team <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: like him him and gaishu that's the the point of them Yes, you know what is what is you know what what kind of monster can you have on your team mm-hmm. uh, to work together, and this idea of somebody who has all of the psychological things that might make you know like an Ed Gein, without all the weird paraphilias and and obsessions, mm-hmm. you know like if if Raxter was a different kind of person, he wouldn't feel uh you know feel thing one about mm-hmm. doing those kind of that kind of thing like if he was very obsessed with like oh what would it be like to you know dissolve a bone yeah. in bleach i don't know i want to get a shed full of that <laughs> uh, he would do it he wouldn't feel weird about it but that's not where his passion lies right you know this idea of him being a psychopath and being uh you know having no empathy which for the record like you don't got to hand it to him that nope. does suck mm-hmm. uh he's in real life you know i wouldn't be a big fan of Raptor. i just mm-hmm. like him as a character in this video game
0: yes yeah in in, um, in real life, he more than likely would be a fucking CEO,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah yeah, yeah like that... he would he would be uh intolerable, yeah, you know, as a thing, but his his whole thing is this transcendence is man transcending the the flesh body mm-hmm. uh, and kind of on this AI route, um, and that's where his obsession lies, and it allows him to focus on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very, very capable of being very genial, yes, you know, uh it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, best companion in the game, I think. Oh yeah. In terms of uh, in terms of setup and writing
0: and a walk, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, the next mission uh, we're gonna do is the loyalty quest for uh, Isobel. Isabel. I always say Isobel because it's ISO. Yeah. Uh, a uh, side mission here. Um, there's another decker named Rhombus <laughs> who's gonna be in attendance in this year's uh, Hong Kong Deck Con. <laughs> um. So she. This is really cool. She's like, "Listen, I'm gonna plan it all, and I'll pay you." Uh-huh. Uh huh. And she plans it all out. Like the this this planning thing? Like I'm gonna, you're gonna get inside. You have to go get a, an extra uniform that's in my size, and then we're gonna find him and force him to go up to the VIP suite.
0: Yeah, I love that she plans it, and she can neither plan nor improvise.
1: <laughs> it, it's a good plan. It just as soon as something goes wrong, it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She gets overwhelmed because like she she's that's kind of her character. Yes. Yeah. I love going to a convention. Oh, that's great. This, it's so yeah. silly. Like it's got <laughs> museum appeal, but it it's not it's less used. Uh-huh. You know, like you and I both love going to museums and amusement parks and video games. Of course. There are like give me a, a hitman that takes place in a comic book convention.
0: I mean, it's not I mean it's not a comic book convention, but the Miami level in um uh in yeah, Hitman 2. Is the Closest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: it's a cool idea mm-hmm. for this. Uh, it's a really fun level. One thing about this though is that the the base um first floor of it. Mm -hmm. is big enough that this is the chuggiest the switch port of this got
0: oh that's unfortunate
1: it's super unfortunate like i still could experience it everything Mm -hmm. but it got pretty chuggy
0: like even during combat i mean like
1: no like once you're backstage it's okay it's the show floor okay it just has a really hard time with the show floor for some reason Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: So, uh, so we go through the service entrance, and uh, I I fast talk the chef into Mm -hmm. not sounding the alarm. Obviously, there are multiple ways to do this, but I have the corporate etiquette, so I was like, "Oh, I'm here scouting talent. We've heard you, (laughs) (laughs) You, yeah. You 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 steam an amazing clam. Uh, they're they're slinging so much clam in this."
1: (laughs) There's <laughs> a lot of clams. Uh, the uh, And you you get a, uh, the thing we need is a, one of your uniforms. Mm-hmm. Just for branding purposes, we're going to have one of our people wear it. So you get a dwarf-sized uniform. Uh, there are a couple of different ways you can do this. I did it this way as well. Yes. Um, you meet Isabel in the ladies' room, give her the uniform. And she goes to get in position, and she says, listen, go mingle on the show floor. Just look like a Decker. Uh, mm-hmm. Who did you bring with you?
0: i brought ractor um uh, no yeah no i brought ractor this is one where you have to have like a only like a couple of people right you can't bring a. you farm. can only bring
1: one person yes I brought ractor. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i think i had duncan with me okay. at this point um for some reason or another which didn't add a whole lot but in the last time i played it if you bring Geishu with you uh he says it's cosplay <laughs> uh, the costume and stuff again it's real cute like the, the different excuses you have for having a ghoul walk around.
0: yeah <laughs> it's yeah. easy it's easy to forget like the with the way he talks and with uh, the way he dresses that he is not a time traveler
1: yes he's <laughs> 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 like just a samurai yeah creative anachronism Yeah. <laughs> um you go around you can check out some stuff there's some fun little details here mm-hmm. uh there's a guy you can talk to uh who is just milling about like you are uh-huh. and you can spot him as another shadow runner yep. and just has a prefer- you're like what are you here for he's like oh this thing And you're like okay well, we're here for this thing we'll just stay out of each other's way good luck <laughs> you know uh real cute
0: yeah um, and there if you
1: bring Gobbit here there's a noodle extruder machine oh. Uh, okay. In the future, food gets extruded. Uh, and she's, you know, she loves food. Uh, she can't handle it, like she gets really grossed out by watching it. And then in the <laughs> DLC, uh, Isabel as a gift gets it for her, like steals oh. it from this convention. So she has the noodle extruder in her her quarters and is unnerved by it.
0: So, <laughs> I it's just, real cute. I just uh did ha- happy birthday. Here's some emotional it, torture.
1: Yeah, here, here's a Play-Doh fun factory for food uh, <laughs> uh thing. <laughs> you
0: know, it's good. I love it. Yeah, like uh, then there are like some people like you walk up and uh, you know they'll ask uh, like there's, there's somebody who I think is doing uh, is this the mission where they have the the, the guy who's doing like the complete. You know, I'm building a deck into my head, kind of thing, and he's yes. trying to sell you on it. Yeah,
1: yep, yeah. The 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 nerd who did not bring his cyber deck, it's... he's got it built into his head, and it's just like a walking advertisement.
0: Yeah, and it's like, yeah. well, I mean, you upgrade components every couple of months. You have to do brain surgery. Like,
1: good, good reason not to get a laptop. It's, <laughs> it's a very similar similar argument. Yeah. The, uh, oh, people ringing my doorbell. Um. The uh, so as you talk to a few people, Isabel radios is you and uh, her signal is cut short um she's she's gonna find a hack for it uh, so she tells you to go stand near a certain kiosk yeah. uh, that she's able to kind of piggyback on she does it uh and when she goes to locate rhombus she finds out he already has a vip pass and this <laughs> makes her furious like something has gone not according to plan and she loses her cool
0: well she's also jealous like that asshole got a vip pass yeah. and i wasn't even invited it's great yeah oh gosh isabel uh so you know our initial plan was hey we're gonna take him we're gonna escort him to this vi uh you know escort him up there uh that's gone uh so we need to figure this out and uh, stuff is getting worse because isabel is up on a higher floor in this uh, uh kind of utility closet jacking in and doing all this stuff in the matrix but some convention staff have found her uh some security who are like well okay You said you were making a delivery, but why are you in here fucking around? Uh, And like, okay, I'm going to try and coach you through, you know, like i mean, talking your way out of this because she can't improvise on that. And uh, she only barely uh, follows the directions. She uh, doesn't do the Cyrano thing.
1: Yeah, you, you try to Cyrano it. You can even reference that. Yeah, you know, uh, similar to how you know people are still referencing that play in the the far future and stuff. Um,
0: uh, I'm surprised they're not doing a was it Roxanne?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah that'd be or uh, Cyrano the uh, Peter Dinklage film. Oh yeah, from from a couple of years ago. That's what they're referring to, probably. Yeah, probably That's the dark cyber future. <laughs> uh, the uh, so you, she talks her way out of that. She goes down to let you in uh, to the VIP room, and she gets in the elevator, uh, and she runs into a decker named uh, Kinding. Uh, and she recognizes him, this guy who created this power surge. He's a shadow runner. Uh, his team was in trouble. He made a power surge in the walled city and a bunch of people got dumb shock and a li- old lady died Yeah. Um, so she starts losing her templar temper at him and you have to kind of try to talk her down. You don't have direct control over her. No, uh, it's real fun. Like it's a cool way to do a different gameplay mode in this engine, mm-hmm. you know, like this is not the kind of situation this game lends itself to, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's really cute uh, mm-hmm. and you can lose, you can lose your cool. You can see like, fuck it, kill him and she'll do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you can start the fight now. Like you do have some control over it. It's not just a cut scene.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, but like, he's going to call security uh, because Isabella has gone so aggro. Uh, and I, I resolved this by invoking kindly Cheng's name, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, you call security, you're fucking dead. Uh, and he's like, okay, no, that's fine and then of course <laughs> when we get out more problems because isabel runs into two security guards trying to wrangle a drunk troll.
1: I love that the troll is like begging for your help. Uh-huh. And then uh you can talk your way past this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh here I believe like I think there's an etiquette that will do it. There's a check.
0: Uh, it's like a charisma yeah. check that 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 has to happen. Where um I forget what the what the actual dialogue is that's associated with it is, but like this causes me to uh you know get into a fight
1: this is where I fought as well. Uh, and the troll helps you like, just like, Hey, riot. <laughs> uh, a fun thing is Ken, uh, Kien ding, uh, is a combatant during this. So if you want to kill him uh, <laughs> for, for doing the thing you can, without any consequence, he just dies in the crossfire. I basically just made Isabel slaughter him first. <laughs> uh, and then deal with the guards <laughs>
0: um, so i was i was worried that if this turned into like a like a huge fight so your party is separated you, uh, yeah. isabel's on the first floor uh and your other two people are over there waiting by the kiosk in order to rejoin them the outside people need to bust down the door uh, yeah to get in i was worried that that would cause a scene and bring more people in so i was like all right i'm just going to beat this with isabel and the troll um you know, just canny use of the grenade launcher. it wasn't actually that difficult um, mm-hmm. and okay, killed him. It was fine. uh, nobody actually kind of came back and joined, but I still had to bust down the door to get back there because Isabel couldn't open up the door from the inside.
1: Got you, yeah, I yeah. just had my guys bust down the door, yeah, like there's a there's a weird meta element of this too, like I ended up putting off this mission for a long time because I remembered mm-hmm. it having no action. Uh, I really like this mission, mm-hmm. but I, I just wanted to get into some fights,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, wanted to play some tactics. So I was like, fuck it. I'll kill the convention. Yeah. I'm a player character. I know how to play the game. <laughs> um, brought them in, uh, after you, uh, connect your, your people, uh, back together. Um, Isabella, you go up to the, the actual room, you bust into the VIP room where Rhombus is. And, uh, rhombus is like hey are you here for the memories that you had me take away this is not what she told you the the run was about
0: no uh, she, she said lied. uh this was like software that we will need uh to get you know to to get through the walled city if we end up going in there
1: yes uh and it kind yeah. of is uh, yeah. she argues you know it's not technically a lie and they start yelling at each other uh, they have a lot of history and they get into a big fight yeah um i choose to believe that isabel did not kill captain whiskers the cat
0: i just i don't think she just got it in her <laughs> Yeah. yeah
1: that seems odd you know he, yeah. but he thinks that she did which yes. would cause a lot of bad blood
0: yeah uh you know so but he believes that she did so rhombus created this program to troll uh troll all of her posts on shadowlands bbs <laughs> so mm-hmm. like just real penny ante kind of shit Create uh, a uh, bot yeah you
1: know. It's gonna stop people from buying the b b s um the uh the, yeah they are they're going back and forth they'll keep fighting here and you realize you know you're on a shadow run so you you cut in to cut this short, yeah, you know um you can uh you know either beat this guy up, nothing really happens you can beat him up you can intimidate him, things like that he hands over this encryption key uh this idea this basically that she begged him to hold on to this like. I'm, I'm a werewolf, lock me up. Don't let me out yeah. no matter what. Here, she's saying, yes, give me the goddamn thing. I'll kill yeah. you if you don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So that is why we're here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just because her childhood was so traumatic and escaping from the walled city kind of didn't provide her with the peace that she thought it would. So she had these memories locked away from herself. As she's explaining this, uh, the Hong Kong police force shows up. Uh, and Rhombus runs away. Uh, so you end up fighting down a hallway. Pretty easy. Isabel has her oh, grenade yeah. launcher. There's tons of cover uh, down the hallway. Lots of planters and things. Not a big deal. Yeah, not a big deal at all.
1: Uh, when you return to the boat, the crew is gathered in the living room of the boat because Isabel has uncovered some information about Josephine Seng. Um, Her corp was struggling uh, until it landed this contract for something called the Prosperity Project this high density housing uh, for the poor and for refugees built over the site of the old Kowloon walled city that was torn down uh, in the real world in 1994.
0: Yes. Uh, and then rebuilt because maybe it'll work out for us.
1: Yeah. We'll build in the exact same place as a kind of middle finger to the dead. <laughs> uh, is what We're planning on. Doing.
0: <laughs> Why reinvent the wheel? Hell on earth was already there. So
1: yeah. Yeah. seems good.
0: Yeah. Uh but this contract uh you know to do this low income housing project kind of launched the uh launched her company into the into the big leagues. And this is where somebody her son Edward Sang comes in. Uh Edward is actually Raymond um yes. our dad uh the person that we knew had another identity uh before he restarted and started taking care of kids out in uh, Redmond. Um, he was here and in charge of the infrastructure, uh, on the city. Uh, and it's funny because in a, in a, an anecdote on our end says, well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, because infrastructure, that's like sewage and stuff. Like Duncan remembers a pipe breaking in their basement and it was a horrible, horrible disaster. Like this is obviously a sinecure that he just got because he was, you know, and eh, nepotism did. Yeah. This, this guy does not
1: master the shit. The nope. shipmaster is him. Uh, he disappeared from the public eye around uh, 1931 or 2031, 2031. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and uh, it was, you know, that was around the cutoff for information about when Raymond started showing up. So he died and Raymond started showing up in uh, public records. Right. Um, this is our next little piece of info. And this is going to kind of drive the the character, especially Duncan, for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can go talk to Isabel and convince her to reload, re-download the purge memories with the key that we uh, went through um the uh you know it's really hard on her you can also convince her not to yes um you know you had those locked away for a reason um because she's hesitant uh, i convince her too because there might be something we could use mm-hmm. you know greater good and all that yeah. uh when she does so it also upgrades her character she's like i need to go through this stuff maybe there will be something useful but i found this old combat package of software mm-hmm.
0: that we can use gives her um extra ap right or, or no I it's um so. It gives her, no, it gives her a couple more uh, things by default in the Matrix, I believe.
1: I think this might be the thing that gives her the assassin.
0: Yes. uh, Summon. Yeah.
1: For this. I'm not totally sure, though, because uh, I try to avoid Matrix combat in this game because I don't think it's very good.
0: I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Talk to Gobbit, and our last conversation about the sinking ship uh, kind of has gotten under her skin. Uh, You know, she's just preoccupied with her uh, old friends who used to live there. And so like, oh, like, well, they're just out in the bay. Should we go check on them? She doesn't want to. She regrets bringing it up.
1: Yep. Uh, that's going to pay off a little bit later. This is when Rector uh, reveals that uh, his extensive modification didn't hurt his essence because he's clinically a psychopath. So yeah. he does not have that uh, breaking point. He's just so twisted. <laughs> uh, he's he's um, It's a real Zane the Slayers kind of thing. <laughs> Uh there's a weird little side mission here that only affects like your feel goods, basically. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. I, I really like how this works. So uh Maximum Law, the little Decker guy, early on in the game, when you talk to him, he starts talking about something called metadata. Mm-hmm. Um, metadata is just like scuttlebutt, you know, uh gossip. Yeah. And you can sell him juicy secrets from your shadow runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a kid, and he's like, Yeah, I'll keep that secret, yo uh strangler bow messages you and says actually that's not true uh, <laughs> he's been gossiping about your shadow run uh and what you've been doing go kill him mm-hmm. uh you know basically <laughs> yeah. and you, you can do so there's like a little moment you go over and talk to him and like you know there aren't people but nearby you can just put a bullet in him mm-hmm. it's a really weird uh kind of bold choice for the game to allow that given that this is the only decker uh merchant uh-huh in the game so if you're playing as a decker." Like, you could have really fucked yourself up by getting this little extra money on the side. And, like, yeah. something that's, like, kind of refreshing about Hong Kong, I found, at least uh, playing as a mage, mm-hmm. I, I was never swimming in money. Yeah, yeah. Um, They, they actually keep the economy pretty tight mm-hmm. in this game, and I really like it. It's been a while since I played a game where I had to make real choices. Yeah. You know, but I was, like, riding the poverty line basically the whole time, and I could not afford a lot of, like, I couldn't afford to... Uh, buy like summons for Gobbit, like yeah. a bunch of extra summons. I had to like, oh, these spells are fucking expensive and I don't get that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, That was not a thing in Dragonfall. In Dragonfall, yeah. I feel like you're really well resourced. Here, you are incentivized to sell that metadata to Maximum Law because like an extra $200, 300 it makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's a bunch of different ways to just tell him to not, you know, to stop that. Yeah. Um, a bunch of different avenues to get him to stop and he does it. Uh, luckily like the, the cheaper way to tell the story would be, he doesn't listen and he dies, uh, here he's actually like, oh shit. Well, I got, I don't want to die.
0: Yeah. The, the angle that I took was I had the shadow runner etiquette and like he said, oh, you know, the BBS is secure. And he's like, you know, the purpose of that BBS, right? Like corp, corpse and bot (laughs) corporations and bots are trawling it, uh, like every single day you can go on there and, you know, share this stuff. It is in no way secure. Like that's what sharing means and all the blood drains from his face. And it's like, he realizes, Oh, I'm a, I'm a little kid. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dead man. And also I've been a little kid about this. I assumed I knew how this worked and I don't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's good to tell him to stop. Yeah. I like him. I don't want him to die. Mm -hmm. Um, we check in with crafty zoo, uh, about her, her research. Uh, you know, first is a story of, and this is, again, this is one of those things you have to do to get the golden ending. Uh, Mm -hmm. First is a story about an exorcism uh, at a prominent arch in her city. Her mother failed to purge the uh, dark chi and it changed forever afterwards. So we learned a little bit about uh, the effects of kind of dark chi. The second though is more uh, germane to what's going on here.
0: Yeah. Uh, It is kind of this folklore that has popped up within the city about these demons called the Yama Kings uh general this is general folklore uh but the walled city itself kind of has their own versions of them um uh or do you know like their own individual ones so there's like one called uh lam vi lam vi that uh that uh, feeds on cowards fu mang feeds on the guilty and uh kyan ya uh, feeds on slaves uh as one mm. of these uh and as her mom starts writing about them that's about the time when her notes deteriorate as her own state of mind deteriorates
1: yeah uh flashback to to last episode i was i'm way into a new mythology mm-hmm. or like a, a mythology that does not get explored that often yes in in games in the west mm-hmm. uh the yama kings are badass yes like i you know i i love uh oni i love you know all kind of yokai things like that it is really cool to have and and looking these things up Mm-hmm. Uh, is neat. Several tabletop games have uh, taken upon this. These show up in w- the White Wolf games as well. Oh, cool! Uh, because it's such a cool idea. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ten Kings of Hell.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Uh,
1: yeah. What What's wrong with that? You know, like <laughs> what, what What is there to to object to? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Um, we get a uh, a job offer from a scientist who used to work at this biotechnology for uh firm, but he left uh, when he found out they were doing these phenonite phenotype gene modification things on metahuman embryos so he wants us to recover the biological samples so we can blow the whistle
0: yes uh so we talk with uh talk with the captain and drink his terrible rock gut uh before heading out on the research heading out on his boat uh to board this uh this this research ship and this is really neat uh so this is a
1: great mission all like front to back
0: oh yeah yeah uh, and it's multi-part too, which not a lot of these are. Um, the uh, The above decks portion of the uh, of of the boat is a, is a stealth section, which is annoying, avoiding patrols. Um, if you are doing it in real time, it's basically like a different version of what happens in uh, in the Matrix. In this, however, because you have that little button you can press that switches even normal moving around into the turn base kind of thing, it's actually pretty easy uh, to like sneak people around and get by uh you can't see the 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 cone of their field of view uh or what have you uh to kind of get a sense but you know roughly where not to run uh and you just kind of you know slip by like i only managed to get seen like i think on two of the four of these um and even that wasn't so bad because there's a huge storm nobody can hear anything that's happening and you just need to stop them from hitting the hitting the alarm that's on that section.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. Uh again, just really cool little gameplay type. Um, when you get uh below decks, if you depending on an alarm is going off, there'll mm-hmm. either be like an ambush in the main room waiting for you. Um I ended up the alarm ended up going off on the last encounter for me, so I had a group in that main room. Mm. But uh they're all clustered around explosive barrels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the explosive barrels are great because they explode a gas, so they do damage over time, but they're area denial for you as well. Yes. Because you have to push forward. So, like, it's really clever in counter design. There's an enemy standing next to valuable cover and next to one of these barrels that basically you can scorch the earth. Mm-hmm. You can use the barrel to flush him out of cover and do some initial kind of shock damage, but then that cover is not useful for you uh, to fight his backup. Oh, nice. You cannot take that cover to take out the snipers behind. Mm, Stuff that's like a good that. trade-off. Like it, yeah, it's really cool. Like really good encounter design. Yeah. Uh, here. Um, when you go uh below decks uh to get this sample room, there is this living sample. they they've got uh tyrant jars. Yes. Basically. Um and we are learning about what they are doing. Uh, this is related to again one of those uh Shadow Run um adventure nuggets. Like things yeah. about that world that you can, uh, that was not used in any of the previous games, uh, which is, it's vaguely related to Leonization, mm-hmm. which is the way in the future people extend their lives. Yes. Um, there are like really expensive side effects to this, but you can live for like up to being like 200 very easily in the mm-hmm. world of Shadowrun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and, uh, like what they're doing is they're going in and basically trying to, uh, uh, use magic and specifically, I think it's elf DNA. Um, it is. Yeah. Cause elves yeah. are
1: effectively immortal in this. There are elves that are suspected in this session, in this, um, setting of predating like, yeah. the awakening. Uh-huh. Uh, they were just in shadows yeah that.
0: yeah so they're going in there and you know just they've, they've had this just huge failure rate uh and in order to actually test this you know to kind of to kind of see uh they've been rapidly aging these samples up to a fixed age of 19 but you know anytime you induce rapid growth uh you can you end up with a bunch of cancer uh yes. so just you end up with miserable creatures that are you know deathly ill uh, and living in pain inside of a jar, begging for death.
1: Yeah, why must I be? Yes. You know? Why do they program me to feel pain? They're, they're basically taking DNA from elves, specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um. After you do this, uh, the the Johnson calls. Uh, He's like, hey, um, I've got a tail from Eastern Tiger. Eastern Tiger is the research company. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Seolpas, Seolpas, uh, yeah. which is organized crime.
0: Yeah, Korean, uh, different... specifically. Korean yeah. uh, organized crime.
1: Yeah. Uh he's like, so I can't wire the payment, you're gonna to have to meet me in person. Uh in a very cool Shadowrun like twist though, we get a call after this from the person tailing him saying, mm-hmm. Listen, your Johnson is going to betray you. He's burned several teams of Shadowrunners. Uh he's actually from Terra Terran Gyre, which is Portland, Oregon, in the Shadowrun world, mm-hmm. uh, which is the elf kingdom no. uh in the the United States. Um, he's from there. He's not telling you the truth. No. Um why don't you you know get back at him and turn the samples over to me instead
0: yeah uh and for me i'm like no fuck both of you <laughs> like no that's 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 fine i'm just gonna see how this works when we when we go back there uh get to the meeting place and by bribing some folks to you know learn uh what's going on here like yeah there are a bunch of like heavily armed guys you know who've like rolled in here and are keeping out of view. And you can also, like, hack traffic cameras uh, mm-hmm. to see um, uh, that the Johnson has brought some mercenaries from Tsunami here, uh, yes. you know, like waiting, uh, wait, waiting for an ambush. And we kind of arrive at this, you know, kind of town square where we have the, <laughs> the Johnson on the, you know, on the far side here um, and then with all of his men, or, not at first, but Johnson on one side and then the tail with all of his uh, soulpos, uh folks there and they're just both pains in the ass so i decide a pox on all your houses this is going to be a battle royale
1: it ends up they yeah, the the best you know quote unquote best in video game terms the most favorable outcome in terms of getting benefits and uh kindly Cheng liking it mm-hmm. is to fight them both neither of which are good you know they're neither yeah. of which are good folk um it's good that you can uh betray one of them as well mm-hmm. so i told uh the second guy I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll fight, you know, I, I will join you. And then when he's like, Oh, thank God that's over. I'm like, surprise motherfucker. And then you (laughs) you kill him, um, and take them out and they will just fight each other for, Mm -hmm. for a while. But they'll, it's a three-way fight regardless. It just, it's kind of rough. You're stuck in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a hacking point. They're both standing in big puddles next to uh,
0: (laughs) sparking
1: (laughs) electronic things. Uh,
0: This mission, this mission and people with self-preservation.
1: Yeah. Just not doing a great job with it. Um, And you can get, get a hacker to go in there and shoot electricity out. Uh, But again, I was trying to avoid decking Mm -hmm. uh, in this game and the, uh, so I did, did not do that. I let them fight each other. I ducked around the corner and then just took out stragglers. Yeah. Um, a cool thing about this is both sides have a unique weapon mm-hmm. that you can pick up after you take them out. Um, there's a unique uh, shotgun and a unique um, assault rifle.
0: There, that, it's frustrating because I got the shotgun, but I didn't get the assault rifle, even though I killed both of them. And I was hmm. built for uh, I was built for assault rifle. So
1: hmm. I don't know yeah. what exactly what determines that.
0: Yeah. No. So. Well.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we head uh, head back home. We do a rest because you need to sleep a certain amount of times. Again, for that uh, golden ending, you have to hang out in the dreamlands. Uh, When you wake up, uh, you're you're having the same kind of dreams. These uh, great columns stretching up in the sky, these grinding and broken gears. Um, When you wake up, one of your molars falls out. Uh, So the dreamland is affecting reality. Yeah. Uh, People in the dreamland are losing their teeth.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, that's gotta happen. Uh, I, so I hit a lot of these. I didn't something happened where I didn't get the golden ending, which, okay, fine. But I wish I knew what I had missed, but I did get this one. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is You ha- You have to know uh, the golden ending is when you bargain with mm-hmm. the, uh, the Yama King at the end, uh, you have to learn, uh, you have to do a bunch of things and then learn a specific piece of trivia about how they work. Yeah to utilize it against them mm-hmm. um which again i've done before but i didn't do this time either yeah i got the like the second the the eh, it's pretty good mm-hmm. ending uh, i also the way i role played it was not particularly sympathetic to raymond
0: no, not true so, yeah. yeah
1: yeah i mean and, and it's uh, left ambiguous you can be you know forgive him or
0: not You I get a lot of do so get a lot of options yeah
1: yeah get tortured in hell for eternity
0: uh, shit. it's
1: yeah. a video game i'm a dog with a chew joy i wouldn't do it in real life but
0: you know. Uh, so you check in on duncan and he has not taken the news that his father is living a lie uh very well i was yeah. watching archival footage of edward saying and you know just wondering okay like who is the man who really raised me right yeah, yeah. and and we kind of talk about how i used to have the surreal ability to kind of like de-escalate them um, yes. when they got, uh, when they got into fights back in Redmond.
1: Here's a, a little gameplay bit that ties into this golden ending or the ending thing. He's like, do you remember what you used to say? And you have three options.
0: Mm-hmm. You can
1: choose any of them, but remember, you have to remember it because yeah. you end up evoking it again later. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just did a game where something similar to that happened. Uh, I... it, maybe it was in devotion. There's a thing where you have to remember what you said. I can't recall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked to Gaishu, uh, now and he talks about his old unit, uh, ambushing him. Uh, how he managed to kill two of them the other two have been hunting him ever since yeah um the way that their the systems work for the red samurai is they need to kill gaishu before they can uh replace them yeah. replace him like they can't just you know treat him as dead it's a right. it's a mark on their honor that gaishu is still alive right um and you can uh, encourage gaishu to to you know turn the tables like stop mm-hmm.
2: running yeah
0: uh, and he just needs to think on it. This is setting up his, uh, loyalty quest. Uh, yeah. very, very obviously, um, go talk to, uh, Isabel and, you know, start picking through her recovered memories. Um, but, um, uh, she says, Hey, more pressing than that. Uh, uh, or wait, no, she says, yeah. Uh, recalling back, uh, Gobbit, uh, was the one who helped me, uh, escape the bald city. Right like okay wow i didn't realize you guys went uh that far back. She doesn't want to give more information about this. You could go ask Gobbit, like okay like what's your side of the story on this? Uh but she's gone. Uh she is not in her room. Her disgusting pot of perpetual soup is just is is going mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh <laughs> she has uh, kind of abandoned us. She has left she has left on her own to go check out the sinking ship most likely.
1: Yes. Uh, and in a cool story and gameplay integration, if you've been relying on Gobbit, you cannot have her until you go get her. Right. Uh, you can you can continue and do other missions, but she will not be available. Mm-hmm. Um, the sink ship mission, you can only bring Isabel because uh, she's tight with Gobbit. This is personal. No one's getting paid. So your more mercenary members aren't going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you arrive and this place has fallen on even harder times. Uh, yeah. As soon as you get uh, land, you get attacked by devil rats. Mm-hmm. Um, they say like, don't let them bite you. Uh, thank goodness. There's not actually a mechanical. Oh God. <laughs> like you don't actually get the, uh, you know, the mega disease. You don't get yeah. the, the Vetus uh, <laughs> plague. Uh, yeah. Which is what you would get in the Shadowrun game from this, mm-hmm. and would die. Uh, um, that does not happen to your player because you will get bit. Mm-hmm. There's tons of them.
0: Yeah, and just in like not only tons of them, but also lots of encounters with them. Yes, uh, but, you know, you're going to spend a little bit of this mess, uh, the mission, dishing digging through some trash, and they'll come out and ambush you and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked to some locals here, uh, you're kind of like waiting on uh, lookout and they say, yeah, this infestation is so bad. This place isn't, you know, isn't long for the world. Uh, you know, takes a lot of maintenance to keep a place like this afloat. And, uh, just, there are so many of them below decks that we can't get down there and actually like patch holes and stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, and you know, so we, we learn, we, we agree to help them out uh because we can find Gobbit or her friends uh here we learned a bit little bit like one of her friends cadmus uh is in quarantine because he has the disease we have to do a little business to uh get past this trap they had set up this Mm -hmm. anti-boring device that floods a channel with electrified water uh there several ways to do that uh when we get down below decks we start learning that things are not what they seem right Uh, malvina gabbit's old friend has become this very draconian ruler uh and there have been a few failed mutiny attempts uh Mm -hmm. against her in this kind of loose uh you know conglomerate here uh there's somebody who was gut shot because of this grudge we can heal her this is all going to lead to a little bit later uh if we choose one of two options
0: uh, for this everybody's doing kind of uh, uh you know it's a good life kind of thing you know, yeah. like it's effectively mind control because everybody's convinced that the whatever is at, whatever is at, at play here can read their thoughts, you know? Yes. So their, their will is, their will is kind of broken. Uh, the two locals who uh, who greeted us like, okay, we're going to lead you to this door. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just like, you want to, you want to see them? We'll take you, we'll take you below decks, uh, you know, if you, so you can help us, you know, t- take care of these rats, right? Um, and then Gavit shows up, just, Hey, don't go through there. It's a trap. Um, and it starts a fight.
1: Yep. Uh, when you kill one of these people who is leading people into these doors, the other one surrenders, like they're not, you know, zombies, Mm -hmm. uh, and basically apologizes and says like, we have to do this, you know, again, uh, because whatever is in control of the ship will kill us as well. Yeah. Uh, so you, you basically, you end up sparing them. Gavit says, yeah, I came to see what's happening you know, but this place is doomed. I'm going to scuttle it. I've been placing <laughs> charges everywhere. It's going to go down. Uh, <laughs> classic Goblet. That's cl- such a grunk, the Goblin move. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, and she, she just the, the whole point of this is uh, she's been very impulsive. She's a very impulsive person. It's kind of like, hey, is that actually a really good idea? Like there are a lot of people who live here and rely on this place. Uh, yeah. She, she's convinced that it's the, it's, it's, it's the right call. That's the Um, only thing to do. Yeah. Um,
1: When you get into the quarantine room uh, there, you can talk to Cadmus and we find out what happened. Uh, That shiny object, uh, the artifact was uh, kind of changed and possessed Mal. She was a rat shaman and now she's a rat rat king. Basically a uh, toxic version of Mm -hmm. a rat shaman. Uh, For people who don't know, rat kings are real ass things. Mm-hmm. uh it's i mean are, are they <laughs> that's apocryphally a... okay <laughs> but they, so i've read uh, they i think that they've read about like i've read about how it can happen okay. they tend not to be as like grandiose as they are in the the versions like the pt barnum okay versions but what can happen is because rats if they live in very filthy uh, areas mm-hmm. their tails can get knotted up with like goobers and shit and stuff okay uh it's basically several rats with their tails tied together
0: gotcha uh, is a yeah, yeah 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 i just did it, it's one of the one of those things like uh spontaneous human combustion where like it, it sounds like oh yeah that's magic but it turns out no everybody was just covered in flammable shit and smoking all the time yes <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: everybody was uh you know went to the gasoline gallagher show where he smashes gas cans that have painted patterns like watermelons on
0: them. <laughs> And then they did the Lindy Hop. Yeah, yeah.
1: the uh, a fun if you if you run tabletop games and you want to have your characters have to have a cool reagent, uh-huh. uh, Rat King is a real good one. Hmm. Like you, you know, you can do this cool magical thing, but you have to find a Rat King, and that yes. sends them off into cool, dangerous places.
0: Nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, toxic version. Uh, I mean, uh, toxic Shaman as well. Like uh, mm-hmm. just uh, somebody whose uh, spirit has gone bad in some kind of way like this this is how this is how you get dungeon bosses yes <laughs> exactly yeah um, um yeah and uh, she's physically invincible now uh, is uh, is basically what it is you know she's just a, an amalgamation of a bunch of toxic rat spirits and uh she is uh, she's untouchable and we're given yep. a choice for how we want to proceed. You know, we can solve the Malvina problem by scuttling this place, by scuttling the big raft. Or we can, uh, you know, try to take a shot at her and save the boat uh, by trying to organize another mutiny.
1: Yes. Um. So two two different endings here, both of which are fine mm-hmm. in terms of uh, things. One of them is the, the good ending. You're not mechanically punished for either one. Um, you either start another mutiny and go down and fight, or you go and plant charges uh, Mm -hmm. for this. And Gobbit is very reluctant to fight the whole time. She's like, I really reserve the right to sink this place. It's bad news. and She kind of does have a point. Like it does end up, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of death and destruction and horror happening here. Not least of which, when you go into the trap pit, which is just a big pile of corpses of her friends, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just like this is there's a pretty good argument for this place. Just being, you know what? uh scrap it scrap yeah. it yeah fuck it it's stupid the, let's
0: stop the 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 <laughs> the, 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 the arguments the argument uh in order to uh, the argument in favor of keeping this place is everybody here would end up being funneled into the walled city anyway
2: yeah you know so like, like but,
1: yeah she's not so crazy that she's like sink it with everybody on it you know like you, you're saying no sink it but give everyone a chance to escape yes
0: yeah yeah, yeah um and you don't have to make a decision like you can arm all the charges but you you know you make your call when you get to like this uh, uh data uh, uh, data point right uh to ring this ring the security bell or whatever i decided to fight because i wanted to mm-hmm. fight a rat king that sounded cool yeah, yeah.
1: of course <laughs> yeah, yeah i i uh, also uh fought as well yeah um the uh so you get into a boss fight uh with the rat king this Eldric, uh dark spirit uh, thing. After you do some damage uh, to her and fight her, uh, she summons some demon rats, and she puts her shields up, so she's invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gobbit has to go and grab the shiny object from the desk in order to take down her shield. Yeah. And when you do so, she's able to control the the demon rats.
0: Yeah, uh, so you can send her own demons after her. Um, which ends up helping she's pretty easy, regardless basically any large enemy like this that can't take cover goes down very quickly because you can a focus fire and b they can't take cover so critical hits are open on them
1: you know yeah it's 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 the tabletop thing turn economy trumps all yes, you know uh there have been there are tons of essays about this on uh on youtube mm-hmm. uh in terms of like d and d shit yeah you know it's it's something people have been struggling with with tabletop games forever. Mm -hmm. um after you kill the rat king uh goblet's like i'm i'm leaving for good uh she throws the shiny object overboard yes get rid of it
0: like Uh, like the heart of the ocean james cameron avatar uh, (laughs) two.
1: yeah finally uh she she gets a really cool power up for doing this Mm -hmm. um if you talk to her she finds her uh so back at back on the ship you talk to talk to goblet uh the her totem delivers her a marble mm-hmm. uh every day if she ever throws it and it basically uh is a thing it's an area of effect that makes people ignore enemies
0: that's so good I,
1: well it's this is this is now since i was playing a mage and i had blindness uh and <laughs> forget and then i by this point i had also gotten charm uh-huh i had four things on cooldown that made people not fight <laughs> Uh, it was ludicrous. (laughs) Like I don't, the, the, the charm one took three AP. So like I had to uh, either be hasted or I had to, you know, once you get the extra AP, the bonus AP, it Mm -hmm. took up my whole turn. Okay. You know, so it was, it was a real risk reward, but between all of them, like, again, just dominated. Like the, uh, it's probably, you know, when I think about this game, which I I really, really love the, the two biggest flaws are the matrix still kind of sucks and it is too easy. Mm-hmm. um you know it is it is a good level it's fun to go through and everything but i could have definitely used a little bit more rigor yeah because uh, by this time i was invincible
0: I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> and like like yeah if you if you raise the difficulty there probably would be like a slighter, uh you know smaller chance to hit on uh on on some of those uh as, as they went but like i don't know he was still maybe. getting up them off maybe yeah, like my, I don't, my spell I...
1: casting was like at like eight yeah, You know, it was, it was above human and my wisdom was, was that high too. Like I was above human limits on that stuff because I didn't have any reason to diversify my stat spread. Yes. You know, so I was hitting with every spell, mm. like no, no problem. And you can buy a fetish from uh crafty zoo that allows you to increase those stats by one on their own. Yeah. So, like by the end of the game, they're effectively 10. The human maximum is supposed to be six wow. for, for those in terms of stats. So like pretty, pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it might've made a little bit of a difference in terms of chance to hit, but since what I was doing was not damage, you know, which could be scaled down or ameliorated by hit point pools,
2: mm-hmm. I was
1: doing turn denial. Turn denial just trumps all. Yeah. It crazy powerful. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, still useful. You know, I was not a mage. I only had gobbets support, uh, kind of stuff. So uh, anything that helped to do turn denial was, uh, was welcome.
1: Yeah, and and just being able to have it refreshed, so it's not a consumable. Mm-hmm. You get to use it once per mission. Yeah, you know, but see, it will come back every time.
0: See the aforementioned point about um, you know, this being a game where the economy matters,
1: right? Yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah, uh, there's some other stuff you can do once you head back. In addition to talking to Gobbit, Gobbit, mm-hmm. uh, the main thing is you can go and talk to Kindly Cheng.
0: Yes, uh, she says, "Oh, I have learned the plastic-faced man's identity. Uh, his name is Lee Tai Lung." Uh, she is Josephine a wet work guy, so makes sense. Lines up. We have a name. Uh, his plastic face is part of an entire artificial skull. This is kind of, this is a complication. He has modified his brain um, with uh, with a cortical implant uh, so that all of his client compa- uh, all of his client information is compartmentalized. Uh, it's basically on its own little hard drive in there. So that uh if anybody gets a hold of him or just after a mission is over, he can just erase it. He wakes up basically as a new person, or at least mm-hmm. memory of the job, nothing sensitive, and this is a huge value uh a, a huge value proposition for him, like you would hire this guy yeah. because there is literally no way for somebody to be more discreet.
1: Yeah, it's a huge branding win, yeah uh, for him. mechanically, this also corresponds when we, when we get our third action point. Mm -hmm. for our whole team uh which is great that makes a huge difference yeah um just being able to use uh two ap actions and take cover Mm
2: -hmm. is huge yeah
1: um when uh when this happens oh this is uh i just really awkwardly shunted that in the middle here i forgot this is still (laughs) part of the same scene Uh, while we're talking about this uh isabel says she knows a decker named dreamland has experience with this kind of thing uh, so we can go and talk to her, but kindly Cheng, in no uncertain terms, says, "Wrap up any of your business. Like once we start this, we're gonna have a limited window. uh You're not gonna be able to go fuck around. So do all your side stuff."
0: Yes, uh yeah. I, I really like that games do that now.
1: Me too. <laughs> uh, it didn't used to be.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: if you Google like on GameFAQs, message boards are full of like point of no return. Mm-hmm. You know, posts for these things, and just the game just being like, you know what, you should. Ra-. And it's it's not so artificial. No. Like this, it ends up making sense here. Like, once we start this, he's going to know where he's like, his channels will get to us mm-hmm. or his channels will get back to him. So, we will have a limited window. Yes. Like, it's actually more ludonarrative consonant
2: mm-hmm. that she
1: tells you. Like, once we start this, we can't stop. Yeah. Then it doesn't feel artificial. It doesn't feel like I'd save my game if I was you. <laughs> you know, or like, I'd save my game in a new slot if I were you. <laughs> you know, it's not that. Like, it yeah. makes sense diegetically as well
0: yeah oh gosh uh so we can go do the rounds a little bit more you can talk to duncan um and we just we, we talk about this huge fight that uh duncan and raymond had uh shortly after duncan you know fell back in with his barren friends you know he was taken out of the street and then he was sneaking out uh doing uh uh doing bad stuff out there and you know we have to recall like which saying oh yeah yeah what yeah. which saying of Raymond's mothers we use to uh to defuse the fight you know all of them relate to l- listening and understanding basically yeah
1: this is this is the thing you have to remember for the end game yeah
0: I never got a prompt to bring this back up
1: oh it's uh yeah I, <laughs> I i i did um I don't know it probably has to do with uh Byzantine choices you make in the end there are more branching pathways in this than it seems yes um you stop stop by Crafty juice uh and it's full of these open books and scrolls. Uh, she's been doing research. She tells you actually, you know, the Yama Kings are real. Uh, the walled city is a beacon to them and they're on their way.
0: Uh, the bad <laughs> dreams are important to this. Y- Yama- is that good? Yeah. <laughs> Yama gonna be here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the the Yama Ma. Uh, it's, it's happening. Um, yeah. No good.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So uh, I'll believe the mystic, you know, yeah. we've, we've seen enough. Um yeah. So we can do Gaichu's uh, uh, mission here. We can go mm-hmm. talk to him uh, and uh, pick this up. Uh, Gaichu has learned that uh, some red samurai matching the description of his old unit has come to Hong Kong. Like, okay, it's a unit of, of, of four. Normally they go in five. Um, and he wants to um, take the fight to them. Basically steal this drone. Uh, for uh, the the Johnson who uh, gave, you know gave him the information about where they are going to be, uh, and then draw the Red Samurai in, 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 into a trap. Um,
1: yeah. yeah. So due to proximity, they'll be dispatched to yes. protect the drone. They won't know that Gaichu is there. Yes. Um, so you go. Uh, the outside is lightly guarded. You make your way inside, and you find the scientist who hired you, uh, Tanjiro, who uh, Gaichu knows from mm-hmm. back. Uh, you know, the job part of the job is for him to fake his own death. I uh, hear just, you know, every, I love when there's like a, a kick the puppy option in dialogue and it makes no fucking sense. Yep. You can just literally be like, you've seen too much. Like, <laughs> it's like, wait,
0: what? No, no loose ends.
1: <laughs> the whole job is to make a loose end. Um, uh, this is really cool because you're, you uh, are setting up, you know, stealing the drone and you can set up uh, for this thing. Um, there's a quarantine room uh, where they're testing uh, para animals, and you can set it up so you can control which red samurai will go through it. Mm-hmm. Basically, so you get to choose which one you don't want to deal with. Yeah, um, of their archetypes, I always choose the mage. I don't want mm-hmm. to fuck around with magic. No. Um, the uh, and then you bring in the red samurai. Uh, they're not tough. No, uh, really. You know, for being this legendary unit, um, this is where that rigor problem especially with three ap i'm fucking invincible oh yeah there, there's nothing that can happen to me mm-hmm. uh, in the game
0: yeah no it's just it's just three guys like yeah you know and you got to bring gaichu on this i hadn't really been relying on him um uh, so it was a little bit rough uh having somebody who was just purely melee on it um mm-hmm. but also not that big of a problem because Gaichu can do a bunch of damage with his different stances and stuff
1: Gaichu is very uh, effective yes yes when you take him out you uh he confronts the captain and Gaichu wants revenge like he's like i'm gonna turn you into what i am i'm gonna turn you into a ghoul and he's like well i'll just do what you never did i'll kill myself he's like no you won't because i'm gonna cut off your arms and legs like i'm basically <laughs> gonna make you a terror stump and the uh he you know is he's basically gonna torture this dude uh, yeah here and you can let Gaichu do it uh, the other thing you can do is talk him down, which is what I did. You yeah, know, basically, yeah. this isn't you. Like, you, you are better than this. This is yeah. what they think you are. hmm You know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, just, little, just pump the brakes just a little bit. You know, just give them. G- them. Give them g- it's yeah, already give them pretty. It's, it's yeah. already brakes. Like, it's <laughs>
1: in, in most circumstances, that's as fast as you can go you know like the um like yes there are fates worse than death but death is already pretty extreme you know <laughs> reading too many fucking samurai novels my man like um,
0: oh yeah. man it is to steer into the bridge embankment not into the uh not into the schoolyard
1: right yeah not not into the gas can um yeah. you you convince him not to do it regardless of which uh he gets his sword so that's mm-hmm. his uh, upgrade. And it's a very meaningful upgrade. Yeah. I is effective the, the whole game. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's a nice little end for him. Like, I mm-hmm. like it when you talk to him and he's just like, yeah, you've basically learned my loyalty forever. Oh, yeah, uh, You know, this is, <laughs> this is awesome. Like, of course, I'm going to see this through. You can be like, you can go talk to him and be like, what, what will you do now? And he's like, what do you, what the, is that joke? Yeah. Like, I'm going to help <laughs> you out, buddy. Like, it's, it's uh-huh. very sweet
0: yeah just like this yeah. is the basically everybody you know just once you reach this point it's it's like a you know just like oh this is just a good arrangement for everybody involved mm-hmm. here right it's like yeah no we're just gonna we're just gonna keep on doing i mean at the very least i'm gonna help you solve this raymond stuff like yeah, yeah. and you know you just you kind of talk to him like this is just a real kind of self-actualization thing right which is he is, you know, fully detached from his past and, you know, able to be his own person still living under a version of this code. But, you know, not uh, not hiding He's figured out how to embrace life as a very particular kind of thing. This cool samurai.
1: Uh, something I found out between when we recorded the last episode of this one is this is a character from the metafiction. So this character is in novels and in source books. Okay. You. Uh it's kind of like this this game's like Elminster or whatever. Hmm. Like he's a, he is a known NPC in the Shadowrun oh, world.
0: No. Yeah. Oh, um, I've I've got a bunch of Shadowrun PDFs. Um good stuff, uh, man.
1: I yeah. I downloaded the entire archive when that uh, our source was up. I, oh, on my God. hard drive I have every Shadowrun book that's been printed up to like a certain edition.
0: I uh, uh i I, mm. I still i still check that url sometimes i want it back to see i want it back so bad I I just I'm I like, yeah I'm like mm. oh, if something's good i'll I, I buy it you know like that's fine but like um i just, I just like learning about new stuff you know Me too. just like oh yeah just oh, that name of a thing looks neat like oh this is something that like a person made in uh, you, you know some kind of free pdf maker it's like a homebrew system or whatever that's neat
1: well and the stuff <laughs> that went away yeah. You know, like table, old tabletop, when it was like back in the wild west before it got good.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like it is now is really interesting, and it's not. You know, I don't just steal them. I have so many physical Shadowrun books. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's really dumb. Like I, I basically, I almost have a complete second edition collection, and I just got. Uh, I was at an antique mall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Over the weekend, I went to go do a resize, uh, my fiance's engagement ring in the suburbs Mm -hmm. and, uh, found there was an antique mall that had the complete edition of the universal brotherhood, which is the first module that introduces the bug spirits. Oh shit. Uh, and the thing with the, um, this like really cool, uh, really long form epistolary kind of short story about it done all through BBS posts. Okay. And then an an adventure module uh, Mm. for it. But like this short story about all these amateur, you know, the future Reddit detectives, basically uh, learning about the, uh, the universal brotherhood, this kind Mm -hmm. of um, homeless initiative that was undercover for recruiting bug spirits. Um, really neat. I'd never seen a complete one in the wild and they had it just in the, uh, in this, in Tigard, Oregon. So rules. (laughs) Very excited. Um, yeah. Uh when you're here on the ship you can also talk to Isabel about how Gobbit helped her escape the walled city. Um and there is this Yama king there called the Nameless King who uh cured the mother of her friend. Um the reason why is the friend had outwitted the Nameless King. Uh mm-hmm. she claimed that she was uh belong you know basically the same thing that happened when Homer sells his soul for a donut.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, almost exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can, you you can't take my soul, Devil Flanders, because uh, it's already pledged to March.
1: Yeah. Uh, this, this, uh, lady in the name of the walled city had pledged her soul to March.
0: Uh,
1: one of the, one of the nameless, ultimate nameless Kings. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I just think <laughs> they're neat. Souls. Souls. Yeah. <laughs> just holding up a big pile of souls.
1: This biblically accurate Marge holding up a soul
2: and just like...
0: <laughs> oh god just a marge mandala <laughs> just floating there i just think they're neat homie <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but this uh, this is one of the steps like the rules you learn about the nameless or the the yama kings yes you start learning how they work so you can manipulate them like uh devils you know yeah yeah uh one of my favorite uh missions i uh, <laughs> is called bad chi um, this is real cool. Like it's a clever concept for a mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, a client wants you to sabotage, uh, the, this largest manipulator of chi in Hong Kong, uh, Wuxing incorporated. And the job is to do a bunch of subtle stuff on the main floor, like knock over cups and disorder papers and stuff, but then do a really big flashy thing to their gigantic garden, mm-hmm. the rooftop garden. Uh, so while they're busy with that, they won't notice the small stuff and it will fuck with them
0: we're doing feng shui um sabotage
1: yeah uh and the first part is nothing like you go through there are a couple of spirits that get summoned but you're just going over knocking over glasses and shit <laughs> like <laughs> so turning funny. name tags up down upside down <laughs> you know yeah, um, and it says somebody moved my stapler <laughs> and that has caused like a, a like a four percent stock price yeah
0: because well i was has
1: like, been moved
0: as as you do this like a big swirling cloud of bad chi starts uh yeah like just, uh, forming over the uh over the mezzanine it's so uh, good
1: I'm, i mean i i say this i understand you know we talked about this last episode like uh feng shui as an interior decorating like a a mood thing yeah. i'm so glad it's not really magic because if so like i've lived in so many apartments that would have gigantic swirling vortexes of elemental oh, yeah. energy oh yeah If if so like uh-huh. i don't you know like like i'm i'm 22 years old and i forget to put the seat down and then like a fire elemental ambushes me in bed mm. you know i don't want that oh i no. didn't do the dishes for two days like oh dead
0: <laughs> yeah like you know uh, it's just like oh cockroach spirits no no they're that's just yeah. that's just, cockroaches. No, just
1: regular cockroaches yeah. yeah so you know silverfish bug spirits
2: yeah
1: um the uh when you do this you know there are a couple of elementals that will appear on the main floor if you do enough stuff but Mm -hmm. you're just fighting them solo this is to prepare you for the big fight on the rooftop garden which has tons of spirits there as a defense mechanism
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah uh it's a big combat scene um and you get through there and you go to the end there's this huge golden lotus that you need to blow up and when you do this a bunch of uh wujing uh mages geomancers come up and attack um, and it's just, it's really easy to keep them pinned down. Actually, they're all squishy mages.
1: I, I did this first uh, okay. as the first mission of the game. And it's much harder Yeah, uh, when uh, you want to have some levels for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, they, they do a lot of damage and they do, uh, area of effect mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so you have to be very careful about your spacing.
2: No, yeah.
1: it's doing the, that good, good tactical CRPG thing where you heal people when you're close to them generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but keeping people close to each other, makes you vulnerable to grenades. Similar, love you know, it. just XCOM stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Risk reward. Mm-hmm. Um, when you leave, Isabel is like, yeah, I can tell this is bad. I can feel it like this yeah. is really bad. And when you go back and you read the after action thing, it is like their stock, their stock drops like two points, <laughs> you know, and that was enough. Like we're dealing with such huge sums of money that that made a huge difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Neat. I love it. Just excellent use of the setting and the mythology. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another great mission here. Exit stage left. This owns. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> this is real good. Um, we get a message from a guy who wants to meet us in real life in the Mahjong parlor. And it's this uh, film producer, uh, Dr. Shen Yang, who's a real piece of shit. This guy seems oh, yeah. like he kind of looked like he reminded me of Quentin Tarantino in like mm-hmm. his uh, facial facial expression. Like, you know, he kind of looks like a punch doll. Yeah. It was kind of like that uh, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he wants you to get blackmail on his competitor uh to stop them from releasing the second season of their very popular like soap opera essentially.
0: Yeah. Um so I love this kind of corporate sabotage. It's it's neat uh doing uh d- doing Hollywood uh kind of stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. no, like what a small thing, but there's actually money involved. Um they so they they call like just regular two D like non sim stuff trid. What's that a what's that a sh- short short so that, for?
1: That's not two D that's three D tridio. 3D
0: tridio okay. gotcha. yeah,
1: that's just uh it's three D movies.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So the target is this producer, Neville Yah um, And there's some suspicious stuff around him. Uh, he recently had a very severe car accident, but recovered suspiciously quick, uh, suspiciously quickly, uh, implying that he spent large sums of money, possibly that he's been embezzling from the studios. So, yep. like, they were sent there to go and, uh, you know, to go and, you know, basically dig this up and use that as leverage to get them to, uh, to fire their, uh, fire the head star.
1: Yep. Uh, he wants you to go to the party. Uh, he's going to get you, uh, you know, there's a pseudonym for you, Argyle, and you want to dig something up, but he's like, don't cause a shootout. Don't go to a fight. Right. Uh, that won't work. Um, you head in. Um, you can get the, uh, there's a little jackpoint in a closet where you can get his apartment number and door code. Uh, and you can get an invitation to the party. You can intimidate people. There are a lot of different ways you can do it. Yeah. Uh, get in the party. Um, there's when you're there, you can also get kind of bonuses for getting, uh, one of his stars out of her contract mm-hmm. there. Uh, that's kind of our secondary goal. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different ways of doing this, mm-hmm. uh, here. Um, you can go, uh, up to his room and investigate things and then go down to the, the waitstaff. staff. <laughs> and be like hey i want to get into his like forbidden closet of mystery you know don't you want to stick it to that guy you can bribe him um there's a lot of different ways to do this
0: yeah yeah like i just i i, I convince the uh the, the star the one we have to get out of the contract um i convince her like hey you know just uh neville uh send send a, send a bunch of us up to you know check out his house uh but uh you know still missing do you have the key fo- or the, the the door is still locked do you have the key fob for it uh stuff mm-hmm. like that um we um uh talk to <laughs> when we talk to that star, you know we kind of get some information that um uh this new person has shown up uh but uh, that's been hanging around the studio quite a bit. But Neville has never introduced her. Um, yeah. you can talk to Neville about this and say he says like, oh, the accident wasn't as bad as the new the news feeds made it look. Just this drone truck ran a ran a red light welcome to the future um and um we ask about this woman she says oh this her name is miss fang she's this early investor from eastern tiger so like there's a bunch of red herrings about what might actually be going on here yeah
1: yes when you get into the apartment regardless of how you get into that back room oh when you're in the apartment as well there is a straight up bottle of blood yeah of wine (laughs) <laughs> it's just like uh that you can you can drink if you want, uh, you know, giving you a very strong hint of what's going on, yeah, um, you get the fob some way, and when you get in and search his computer, um there's nothing on the hospital where you learn more about this mysterious figure mm-hmm. uh this miss Feng, and this person's not been giving him money, he's been giving her money, yeah. all of his finances have gone towards gifts for her, yeah, um when you go to leave, uh we get to we get to meet miss Feng.
0: Yeah, I love before this, just as you're exploring the apartment, uh, the soundtrack is Moonlight Sonata, uh, but it's diegetic. Like somebody's back in the study playing this and you can tell that it's diegetic because they fuck up. Oh, that's great. <laughs> they, they, fuck, they fuck up and restart. Yeah,
1: I, I think I was probably I think I was playing this part uh, in bed while Liv was sleeping. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah. I, I must have missed that. But that's great.
0: <laughs> but, uh, you know, a bunch of mist forms around you. Um and then some people materialize. It's Miss Feng Uh, I like that. That's that's yeah. clever. It's it's, it's kind of cheesy, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's a vampire and she has these thralls around her.
1: Well, also, who knows? But when we find out what we find out, who knows if it's real? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, It could just be that her being clever.
0: Uh huh. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, she's like, "Oh, you're here to harm uh to harm Neville. I can't let that happen." And you say, "No, I'm not. I'm I'm just here to ruin his reputation, not his body." um she says well regardless you know there's going to be a fight but we can't draw attention so let's do it on the rooftop so we go up there and meet for a showdown at nighttime
1: mm-hmm. yeah sundown and it's all very uh theatrical yes you know uh and you go up there and you fight her and her thralls um you know she's tough she has vampire powers mm-hmm. the thralls are not too tough um but you know you can focus fire again turn economy and stuff yeah. uh before she dies she surrenders and she explains you know what's actually happening here um she's like wait wait wait, 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 wait. stop 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 stop, stop, stop. <laughs> uh, time out you know uh and she's not like this dark mistress of the night vampire she's just an accountant who got infected because in this world vampirism is just a disease right. you know uh and she just like she didn't know what to do like she she couldn't go back to her old life you mm-hmm. know she now needs blood so she just played into it yeah. Uh, she capitalized our condition and she's doing it like for fun. Like she's basically like playing the role. She's also an actress.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's so it's so good. I, I, yeah. I, I love her so much because she's, she's like, I just figured I'd become the vampire queen of this neighborhood. You know? Yeah.
1: It's, it's <laughs> what I would do. Uh, yeah. 100%. Uh, she's, you know, she was ethical. She was just uh-huh. drinking uh, blood from people in comas. Right. Who, you know, people who would not wake up. She ended up finding Neville near death. Uh, and he was going to die. She started, you know, she healed him using Mm -hmm. her, her blood uh, because she, you know, and he left at the prospect of becoming her pawn in order to survive. It was this mutually beneficial deal, but it turns out they actually like each other. Like it's not this horrible, you know, uh, blackmail thing. Mm -hmm. They just actually really like each other.
0: Yeah. Just like, it's an, it's an arrangement that works out. Like neither of them is taken advantage. So it's like, well, I can't kill you. Right. Like, You know, I've got a, yeah, you seem okay. I've got a ghoul who, you know, eats stuff ethically. Like, yeah, you're fine. Just, just go back and it'd be cool to have a fam uh, to have a favor from a vampire. So
1: go with peace and love. Yeah. Duck has always been about euthanasia, but we're slowly moving. This is the first game in our step of it being okay to drink blood and eat human flesh. If you do it right. (laughs)
2: Like,
1: as long as you follow the rules, I don't think we have a real problem with it. Honestly.
0: (laughs) Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Now it's, uh, no. it, it, people aren't ready to talk about ethical cannibalism. No, they're not. Like
1: it's honestly not so bad. Uh, follow my thoughts at com slash crazy blog.
0: Please don't eat human flesh. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it
1: seems like a great idea.
0: I I need prions, you know.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, come on, don't be a killjoy. We're 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 having fun here. But yeah, prions. But also, just like I don't know, I think it would squick me out pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I'm 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 sure that the prion thing, like there, there's there's got to be a fucking cannibalism community. And I'm sure that like they're just like people are like, hey, incest isn't so bad. Just like, oh, come on, takes generations for defects to show up. Come on, prions. Like whatever.
1: Well, you get vasectomy (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and like, probably not such a thing, but I just, I can't imagine any meat being good enough to morally compromise. I say as I eat animals, mm-hmm. but I mean to further
0: right, morally compromise,
1: right. like if they introduced a new delicious animal that suffered 10 times as much, mm-hmm. I don't think I would want to eat it because I'm pretty satisfied with like chicken and swine and stuff.
0: Yeah, like you know, I'm, I, I'm headed. I'm, I, you know, I'm pretty satisfied with the one, but with the moral compromises I've made. I, if I'm moving in a direction at all, it is not toward more suffering or exploitation. It is modest steps away from yeah those things. So yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I have like I, I end up eating incidentally a lot of meals that are all vegetables. Yes. Uh, when I when I. I'm feeling like meat or certain dishes, the meatless versions I think are bad, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's not a question of like giving up eating meat. It's more specific. It's like, do you want to give up eating chili? You know, like, no, I like chili, you know, I, I I don't know. Chili's good. good, And it's a good fast meal. Come on. Like and and vegetarian chili. I've never had one that tastes quite as good, you know? Um, but I'm not about to like, there's not a food I can imagine. That's good enough for me to, Eat humans. Mm. Like I so, imagine so, the best meat in the world. It's not that good.
0: Somebody broke the um the guppy firewall and uh brought Uh-oh. up <laughs> and brought up apparently there was some dispute that I was supposed to resolve between you and Will about chili.
1: Oh boy. Uh oh yeah. Uh do you do you put cinnamon in your chili? Fuck no. See? Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was saying, like, I put cinnamon in my chili because I I like that. And Will's Mm -hmm. like, oh, la-di-da, that's really common. Everyone does. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, not everyone does. And we fought about it because that's the show. And then I was like, I have a perfect control case for this. Cole makes chili every month. He -hmm. lives in the chili capital of the world. (laughs) If he doesn't put, you know, uh, cinnamon in his chili, then it's not de rigueur Yeah
0: i i didn't i didn't grow up in it i didn't grow up with 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 cinnamon in my chili i've tried it and, and that's just not the flavor profile that I want with it yeah. um yeah no uh, there's just, nothing uh, wrong with it
1: mm-hmm. i i it's just a preference thing but i yeah. was my point was that it's not every it's not normal to have it yes in, in uh in your
0: chili yeah so. uh I, I think uh you know people put put bunches of weird stuff some people put uh chocolate in their chili i just I'll go. put a little chocolate in chili if I make them. Go, go with it. God. Yeah. yeah. I, I like
1: a, I like a variety of uh, bizarre chili spices. I'll put cool. a little human flesh in my chili. Hey, If They why create a new animal that suffers 10 times as much. I'll put it in my chili. <laughs> <laughs> like, Put a screamer pillar in my chili.
0: I like, do the whole thing, man. Like, the screamer pillar would want to be in your chili. Yeah, the
1: screamer pillar is sexually attracted to being chili.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like late by which i mean mid simpsons if it gave us nothing else it did give us the scream a
0: pillar it, it did give us scream a pillar and father give me tungsten
1: yeah <laughs> so. father give me tungsten also i watched the the pie man episode that uh-huh. episode's pretty funny uh-huh uh, that holds up pretty well like a youtuber i watched was like that's the best episode of season 15 and i was like the best episode of any season is probably still worth watching uh-huh. It's a funny fucking episode like there are a lot of good jokes in that episode <laughs>
0: um i'm uh, gary i how many times do i need to tell you, you don't ha- you don't gotta hand it to post season 11 simpsons
1: <laughs> i can't stop handing it to them it's so delicious it's that is the moral compromise i want to make yeah i will not eat flesh but i do like a, a good amount of you know By in my good amount i mean one quarter <laughs> of the total episodes of post season 11 simpsons it's still pretty <laughs> crappy
0: <laughs> but there's some gold there oh man um <laughs> Anywho, any you have a way. choice of how
1: to deal with this. You can, you know, die monster die. Uh you can uh make her go her separate ways uh from him. You can let them live together and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as a favor, she will get that uh, actress fired. Yes. So you can add her. Um yeah. what uh the the client wants is for you to make them go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um when he's just like, yeah, no, I I let her stay. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. let them be buddies. Um he doesn't like that but oh, well. it's fine. You still get paid because you did the job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, uh, the director, the the target of it calls him and gives him this taunting, very taunting and mean uh, message. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, I, I lost her, but who cares? I'm going to move on to the next thing. That's what mm-hmm. you don't have. Like you're looking at all the wrong shit. Yeah. You're not a creative.
0: Yep. Good. So. St- good mission. Love it. Yep.
1: Really good mission. Uh, also good. Slighter. you know, shorter, but a good mission. Um, is uninvited guest. Um, this client wants you to kidnap this triad, uh, named rooster, uh, during one of his monthly trips outside of his territory at this restaurant. And he has this bodyguard who's very scary named the talon. You need to worry about, (laughs) um, you get into this uh, restaurant and there's a bunch of cool little things you can do. Uh, here, this guy is a huge Dick. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, nobody likes rooster uh, here, (laughs) which is going to turn against him. And you find out, uh, you know, through kind of subterfuge and lying and stuff that uh, his bodyguard has a shellfish allergy
0: <laughs> yeah. so he takes him to a seafood restaurant, he takes him to a
1: seafood restaurant where he can barely eat anything, yeah because uh, he 's a bad boss yeah. um, you convince you convince the head chef to send up some uh, shrimp, slip <laughs> some shrimp into their food <laughs>
0: yeah. some
1: sport shrimps, uh, yeah. and then you uh, can make these two businessmen uh, fight, uh, you know go with them into fighting in order to keep security busy, so they won 't <laughs>
0: interrupt you one of them's basically old Gill.
1: He's very old, Gil. Uh, or the, you know, and he's just like, man, things have been going bad. And you'd be like, it's suspicious. It's been going good for other people, huh? Uh huh. You know, and basically push them into it. Yeah. Uh, it's real good.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you go upstairs, and because of all of this uh, kind of uh, pre work that I had done, uh, Rooster's a soft target right yeah uh it's pretty funny that you know with his he, he's got the talent with him but he also has like another just like random guy who is who's a security and he can just mm-hmm. you know resolve this say like to the random guy like do you really like him enough to put up resistance on this and he just <laughs> runs
1: he's like fuck no nobody likes this guy this guy's a huge dick
0: <laughs> it's a real um, smoke and aces situation
1: very much so uh <laughs> so he gets to add to your party uh rooster as you get out uh and as you're you're leaving uh, Talon comes out uh, and Talon's like you know you keep fucking taking me to this restaurant you treat me like garbage I'm gonna kill you uh, I, because then I can take your place
0: I love his character portrait <laughs> yeah because
1: well, he's all swollen because of shell, shellfish that's if you did that or not yep uh, and it makes him take poison damage mm-hmm. uh, every every turn from being uh, food poisoned
2: yeah there um, and, so
1: you do a, a pretty brief fight uh, with him. the The tricky part is keeping Rooster alive, but he was so far away from everything. Oh yeah, I just yeah. kept him in total cover.
0: There's a there's a huge um, container, um, yeah, you know, shipping container that he can hide behind. And uh, everybody else starts closer to the restaurant on the other side of this very narrow bridge. Uh, Rooster was never in a, any real danger of uh, yeah. of dying. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's choke point here. Yeah um the uh the big thing is the uh enemy has a heavy gunner and i think they have a grenader grenade mm-hmm. so they can do some real damage if you yeah. can't deny it make them all lose their turn of course um like i can this is the last of the side things. Uh, then you start the end game here, which is like a series of missions. Yes. Uh, here starting with the extraction.
0: Yeah. So remember, Isabel had this friend uh, named Dreamland who, you know, had been w- doing some work related to cortical implants uh, who might have something that can help us with the plastic face man's um, with his whole uh, memory wiping thing. So you go to the tenement where Dreamland, Dreamland lives um, and you know, we find out she came from she came to Hong Kong from uh, from Berlin after the Free State collapsed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the uh, so just kind of a little flavor thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no real gameplay here. You convince her to help. Uh, basically the way I did it was by being vulnerable. Like, Hey, this is because this is family stuff. Yeah. Um, and she gives you a little teaser, like pistol thing. Um, this is mm-hmm. the neural inhibitor. It will disable his cortical implant, but it takes three rounds to work. Yeah. So we had to hit him with it and then survive for three rounds and he'll be knocked out before he can erase everything.
0: Right. Um, so we need to figure out where the plastic face man is going to be and when, uh, mm-hmm. so we go to this place, uh, this neighborhood, uh, the Shing House court, uh, to, uh, get his, to get his itinerary from some deckers up there. Um, uh, uh, the problem is when we get up there uh, and talk to this Decker, uh, our contract was brought out by Josephine Sang <laughs> and this is an ambush. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, this guy is playing us. And he's he's set us up for a fight. It's an interesting um, encounter design. Mm -hmm. You pass by a guy in an apartment who's just like, get out of here. And he's the backup mage who arrives like a mage uh, around later Mm -hmm. uh, through here. There's also a little bit of um, you want to get the code from this guy to break into a storeroom because there's some good treasures on there as well. Uh, But you get these guys, you get the itinerary, and we get three different options for the next mission. Mm
0: -hmm. There's
1: three places we can hit him. Uh, There's a parking garage his mistress's house or the Simpsons theater where he watches horror movies. Uh, And they all have trade-offs. This is a moral choice. Yes, Uh, The parking garage has the most security, but the fewer of the fewest civilians. Mm -hmm. The mistress's house has the mistress uh, there, but has kind of medium security. And the Simpsons theater has no security, but there are lots of uh, witnesses and civilians. Yeah, Um, I I went to the mistress's house uh, because I was mad at this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh don't like this guy so I was like yeah fuck her uh, You don't have to kill her you can mm-hmm. You can knock her out and stuff but I went yeah. there
0: Yeah I went to the theater uh, true, to, true to form it was You know very light security like it mm-hmm. I, You just sneak up on him In the bathroom and there's one guy um, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you know, when you when you start the attack, uh, the he he calls for the Hong Kong police force. You can kill him, but the but it's still out there. The um uh the neuralizer or whatever, or whatever it is takes three uh three rounds to activate. The Hong Kong police for, police force is going to get there in two. Uh yes. so you know, you hit him and knock him out, but then you have to have this firefight in the lobby of the SimSense Theater. Um, as far as I know, no no civilian got hurt in this, which is good. So, mm-hmm. you know, moral moral decision is just kind of whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I think the idea so the people who came after mine in the uh thing were not Hong Kong police. Okay. You know, so I think the idea is like these police arrive. I think they're where are considered the civilians. Cause it okay. wouldn't have been there. Like the people who came for mine were saying security. Gotcha. Broke. It was more, but it d- doesn't matter. I, yeah. uh, the uh, there's just three different arenas. You can, you can fight him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do an interrogation scene. It turns out the device does not stop the memory wipe. It just slows it down. So we had to ask him his questions, ask our questions fast. Yes. Uh, and he's really amicable mm-hmm. about this whole thing. Like, he's just like, Oh, this is weird. I usually <laughs> just wake up not having my memories. You know, all right. Well, ask. I have no reason not to tell you. You got the better of me. You have literally <laughs> got a gun to my head.
0: Yeah. And so you can ask. Like you have a you have a few different options. The way that it shook out for me, I asked him. Okay, so what is prosperity? All right. And he says, Oh, you need to clarify. TikTok, TikTok. Are you asking about the tower or about the project? Uh, because the yeah. project, like what's actually going on there, is secret even from me. Uh, it was something yes. that was built inside the walled city.
1: Yep. Uh. So the walled city was the prosperity project, but there's also prosperity the more specific proper noun it yes. it sounds stupid the way we're describing it it works in the game mm-hmm. okay yeah. um the uh we can check in about raymond you know hey is raymond really dead uh he plays this video of josephine interrogating her son he's not dead but he is being about to be memory wiped yes uh, it's there.
0: this uh, machine that'll modify the memories because oh, you can only see what's negative, right? Yeah. She's trying to uh, take away the knowledge of whatever prosperity is uh from yep. him.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh giving us our next little mini mission. Um, he gets memory wiped and he's like, we can just walk away from this, right? And uh different people want different things. Auntie wants him dead and Duncan wants him dead. Isabel wants him to survive i think Gobbit wants him to survive yeah uh, there are no consequences of this moral decision you just you get an achievement one way or another mm-hmm. uh, i killed him because i figured the world was better without this guy yeah uh, <laughs> he's not playing by the rules nope like all the rest of us Shadowrunners have to you know have a reputation to protect our thing he just kind of tucked his way out
0: of it yeah
1: so fuck no. this guy
0: can't happen and work had you know bad discretion right did yeah. shitty jobs for you know bad person
1: yep uh which i don't do in this game Mm-hmm. I generally was playing as a good guy. Yeah. Um when you return to uh Hoy, uh the air is very thick. Uh things are going bad. Uh you know the dream is basically encroaching into the real world. Yeah. And you have a hallucination um of this little like nightmare you're in. You mm-hmm. walk a little bit and you have to force yourself to kind of stop doing it. And when you do, uh the this demoness appears in front of you. Yeah. And we get the the first glimpse of this. Uh, we've seen hints, but this is the first clear glimpse.
0: Yeah. This character um, and you know she snaps you know snaps to, like rip your jaw off uh and you wake up on the subway platform like you've walked back down you know walked back down there in your uh trance uh strangler bow uh has stopped you from jumping in front of a train yeah like this yama king this yama king was piloting you into a suicide
1: really neat yeah um so now we want to go we at least need to ask raymond questions you know yes. uh, to figure out where things are uh, we go back to the Mahjong parlor to figure out how we're going to do this. We reach lab 12 where they're keeping Raymond. This is a very complicated plan uh, yes. that you are doing. And it really relies on good decking. Mm-hmm. Uh, this ended up being our, and in a way that it follows the fiction, like and this does not bother me, but this was a total shit show for me. Oh God. Yeah. I ended up fighting most of these guys and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm invincible. And I like the combat in this game. But this plan was too complicated and fiddly
0: uh, for me. <laughs> this mission ended up being like five times longer than any of the others.
1: It's. I wanted to warn you at one point, like the end game of this is not a greased rail. Yes. Like you get to the end game and it's a comparatively short number of missions,
0: mm-hmm. but there's a
1: lot of content to them. And this is like, it is like multiple missions in one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, this and the next one are basically mm-hmm. the equivalent of two, two and a half missions.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's pretty big. And I understand like this is supposed to be a capstone, right? Like this is the big shadow run heist kind of deal, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, The the, the shadow, this is the big heist. The next thing is the big combat encounter and end game.
0: Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but we need to reach this lab 12. Uh, the plan is, you know, we're going to go through this loading dock and we're going to try to be quiet, you know, as long as we can. Um and this is where some of the past decision the, the, the yeah, decisions start paying off. The mm-hmm. previous uh remember we when we ran into those other runners and kind of helped them out uh, with that laser pistol. Uh they were led by this guy named Bull. Um, Isabel calls in this favor um and has gotten a scan of the tower's matrix systems. So the matrix system in this, they're all interconnected. Uh, and it's kind of a real bastard to navigate around. Like they end up mm-hmm. being kind of maze-like. This will provide some labels for what is where as you're going around.
1: Yeah. Meaningful favor. Yes. Kylie Chang also asks, uh, "The while you're there, find something embarrassing against Josephine Seng, uh, which we're motivated to do anyway. She's yeah. evil. Uh, and as we kind of talk around town, uh, everyone's leaving. Yeah. Uh, everyone is getting out of here like, oh man, there are Yama Kings about this is no good. I keep having nightmares that almost make me walk into subways. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want a cold cut trio.
2: I'm no.
1: Um, the, uh, so, yeah, it's a, uh, it's no good. It's a real bad
0: scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we take the ride and we get to, to the loading docks. I use my uh, corporate etiquette to say, like, hey, I'm the new maintenance hire guy uh, yeah. and go in and uh, get some maintenance team uniforms uh, and end up doing some work. <laughs> for for the guy. Uh to to get to the security checkpoint. Uh I do the maintenance and like, okay, go over to this turbine. You know, we got to fix this thing. Um and uh, I sabotage it. So I have to go like write a report, like I'll write my own dis- disciplinary report in the security uh kind of section. And you can go in there and take out some of the security processes. Like it's fun, you know, because you get to sabotage a thing. Um it's a little comedy of errors kind of deal. I did not see what actual benefit this gave me. Maybe it made the, um, like the uh, final encounter, like maybe a little bit less long, but no idea what
1: they explain. So the way it's supposed to work, and I don't know if that, how this articulates because I biffed it was the more of these you do, it slows down the response of the uh, extra, like the security from other floors. Basically gotcha. um, the security that is on the floor will naturally get alerted when you get, mm-hmm. when things get alerted, but backup will arrive slower yeah. Uh, and you can, it gives you more time to turn off the alarm again though. Like I, I, <laughs> Combat in the is not matrix. A punishment. yeah, punishment is yeah. Combat's not a punishment. So I don't care. Also, I'm really struggling to succeed in the matrix with Isabel
0: yeah.
1: here uh, in part because she just does not have enough DPS uh, in part because I don't really like the way that the matrix works in this game. Uh, I don't, don't think it's great. So I was just like, yeah, like I did this first floor the same way, you know, doing the jobs and making our way up. But on the next floor, things started going to shit. Um, there's a real clever thing that happens here, similar to running into Shadowrunners. When you go to the uh, second floor, the sales floor, and talk to the receptionist, um, you can say you're there to see Mr. Johnson. And she uh, immediately is going to call security, but then somebody rings back and <laughs> says, no, no, I'm expecting people.
0: She's like, I don't know what kind of establishment you think this is, but we don't. And like, oh, yes, I'm Mr. Johnson. Send them back.
1: Yeah. Uh, and there's a guy there who wants to make a move against Josephine, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Hey, this is fortuitous. Yeah, I was looking to hire some shadowrunners, and, lo- shadow and you're looking to be some shadowrunners. Yeah,
0: you're yeah. right. You're right here. You landed right in my lap. Uh so he'll give us um uh, this access card for the security booth." Um, and all we have to do is while we're in the system, uh, get in there and get him some foreign, uh, foreign transactions data, which we can give to him. This also satisfies, um, as embarrassing information for kindly check.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so you're doing this, you're going through these different floors, this floor, and then the next one, the, uh, thaumaturgical research floor in order to get into the computer and get the two pass codes, you need to get to floor 12. Which is where Raymond is, this one. Uh, if you biffed it, this is where the alarm goes off and guys just kind of flood in forever. Yeah, um, this is a pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you eventually just have to be able to get out. Um, yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's so you can stop the guys from flooding in, but you have to get Isabel all the way across the floor um, yeah. and into uh, the you know hack into the security alarm. Uh, the 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 problem is it's not labeled like which uh, data jack will get you in there to do that. So, like, I ended up like needing to reload and say, "Like, is it in this room?" No, it's not. Yeah. I died. Okay, well, is it in this room? Okay, no, it's not. I died. Uh, so, this was, I think, the hardest uh, encounter for me in the game. Actually, it's it's a kind of a pain. Yeah. Like this mission,
1: I see what they're going for, but it doesn't totally work. I also think that's true for the next little bit. Yeah, with the engrams. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to floor twelve, uh, we find uh, Raymond. We had to fend off security while Isabelle is inside doing a puzzle. This is the thing I mentioned where uh, security stopped showing up because I killed them all. Yeah. And I just had to have everyone kill time in the real world. <laughs> while Isabel just did this over and over.
0: I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: You have a certain amount of time to go into these little dungeons and you find these engrams of memories of Raymond's life. Yeah. Um, and then you take them to the central console and put them in the right order.
0: Yeah. You know. The, the problem with this is you only have 10 rounds to make this happen. Uh, 10 rounds of real time, which I don't know how many rounds of Matrix time it is. Uh, I spent a bunch of time doing this mission like it was and then uh, ran out of time and had to do basically the entire thing over again. Doing shitty Matrix combat with Isabel and her very bad deck doing no DPS, even with all the stuff summoned and even using all my uh, using all my spells and stuff.
1: It's a really interesting um, stress point of the game. Like Mm -hmm. this is probably the low point of the game to me yeah uh this section but i bet you it plays just fine if you played as a decker mm-hmm. like you would have very strong you know backup in in meat space yeah because you were a decker you wouldn't have uh isabel you know out so you could either have her there with her grenade launcher or you'd have like Gaichu, ractor and duncan mm-hmm. who would have your back and i imagine this is a pretty exciting encounter yeah if you were efficacious in the matrix yeah um which i was not Not at all. Um, Yeah. Uh, You stick them in and you can pull Raymond off and bring him. And he's real baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They make him, they really, really turn up the sad sack old man uh, (laughs) on him. He's, are we in subway? Yeah, baby. (laughs) Uh, You kind of, and you can choose your posture.
0: Yeah.
1: You're like, how much you forgive him or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played pretty harsh with Raymond. It turns out like he is a morally complicit person who is trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is a really bad thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I was just kind of like, all right, well, there's no sense in being cruel to this person when they are in such a bad state, you know, and he is, and he is still useful. And it's like, all right, like nothing you did changes the fact that you're my dad and that I need you right now. So like, we're just going to keep going. I was all business about it pretty much.
1: Yeah. You can either be affectionate business or reject but the same thing happens. Yes. Uh, the prosperity project was not the walled city, but it was a machine that was built inside the walled shitty the the walled shitty
2: well, yeah. yeah,
1: kind of an accident, but true mm-hmm. uh the machine uh was kind of churning the the chi and ended up ripping this hole in reality um and Raymond's like she's there, the queen with a thousand teeth yes um uh,
0: this this device name.
1: he made great name, you know, and she literally you know puts her money where her mouths are <laughs> she uh she collects teeth. Yep. Um, that's why people in, in town are losing their teeth. That's why your molar fell out. It's great. <laughs> um, this thing that he built that opened this gate was he built a fortune engine. This yeah. uh this this is the super cool plot at the heart of Hong Kong, right? Like yes. the the plot of this game is not as good as Dragonfall at all, but this is a really cool idea. There's a, a Feng Shui machine uh that creates this negative fortune vortex. Uh, that the idea was, you know, it was going to eventually stop it from, you know, be positive for mm-hmm, this, yeah. but it didn't work that way. Uh, it broke. It didn't keep the, the chi moving, got stuck because it hit something in astral space. Yeah. So not only did that let the Yama Kings in, but it started pulling this negative chi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this area that is like one of the grimmest places on earth, like most dire places on earth is that way because luck like can't exist in it. Yeah. You can't, you can't have fortune in it. And they channel that luck where we're going to learn that that luck gets channeled somewhere. Yeah. This is a very blunt metaphor for class issues. Yeah.
0: I was going to say we're in the subtlety zone.
1: (laughs) We're in the subtlety zone, but I, I, it's not a specific one that I've seen before. Right. Right. So like the argument, the, the metaphor of this is that this is something that the wealthy actually do Mm -hmm. by keeping people of underclasses oppressed and everything they do save money it Mm -hmm. does result in their good fortune like if you build a slum you know uh you get money the city is going to give you money you're going to get kickbacks all these things and it is horrible you've built a low quality like a food desert with Mm -hmm. poor infrastructure yes for people to slowly while away their lives they will have a harder time with this concept of fortune you know fortune as it objectively exists not fortune Mm -hmm. as in like literal luck that's mm-hmm. the, the metaphor stretch here but fortune is like opportunity.
0: Yeah. You know. They 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 exist in a in a, in a space where they can be neglected and contained. Uh, yes. And therefore that frees up all kinds of stuff outside, you know, uh, just uh, it is, it, it is like literally a negative, a negative fortune area, like a, like mm-hmm. a low, like a low pressure uh, front kind of kind of mm-hmm. deal with, you know, that lets the high pressure fortune kind of rush in around it. Right. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, we found a benefit for things just continuing to suck there. Uh, so let's just keep, let's just keep that happening.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it's it's that turned up to eleven and made literal.
0: It's you not know, which, a it's not a subtle metaphor, but it uses the pieces of the setting well. I think
1: uses the pieces of the setting well, and it's one I haven't quite seen. Yes, you know, where through this lens, like the mm-hmm. idea of this being like literally, uh, feng shui, like this is a a fortune engine. Yeah, it's neat, and you can be like, that's not real, and people can be like, yeah, it is. Like you can you can <laughs> no, you can do that. Like that's you know, mages mm-hmm. here can do that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the same argument for everything. You, you never want to say that's not real because all I have to say is President Dragon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 um, yeah, this is ludicrous. I'm going back to dragon country. You know? <laughs>
0: um,
1: it's, real, it's real neat. And the idea that this thing plays in this realm that they only kind of understand. And in addition to it playing with this force that is real, it mm-hmm. hits something that is real. Like it yes. hits this mythological thing. Like the rudder just literally ran into a Yama king who was like, hello. Uh, and just, you know, just uh, came yeah. in here. Yeah. Uh, and I mean and the machine neat. is
0: the machine is kept running because Josephine says, Oh, it's not worth the resources to stop or fix it. So yeah. let's just uh encase it in concrete uh and let it go. It is just continued continued running and yeah. uh opening the opening the gap further and further as the Yama yeah. King is able to uh seep out more and more.
1: Yeah, big again. Also, just because, not just comparing everything to this, but then putting in a concrete sarcophagus, like his big Chernobyl mm-hmm. thing, like cursed place. Yes, you know, because for, with something that may as well be magic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Raymond fled, and he spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to, to how to stop it. But he kept being haunted by these dreams. Yeah. As the person who lit in the Yama Yama King, um, you know, uh, this is no good, and the Yama King is going to be able to get out. It's tearing a hole big enough for realities to, to transgress.
0: Yes. Here. Bad news. So we need to get in there and stop it. Yep. Uh, and our neighborhood, hoy, uh, it is, it, it's in real, it's in, it's in real bad shape. People were fleeing before. Uh, mm-hmm. Now there's bloodshed. Uh, you know, there are dark storm clouds churning overhead and the streets are bloody. Like there have been fights here on the perimeter of the Walt city. Yeah.
1: Sanity is low. Yes. Um, you go in there and you have to split up your crew. Uh, one team clearing a path, the other team uh protecting uh Raymond mm-hmm. to get in there because he knows how to he thinks he knows how to turn it off. Yes. Uh, who'd you end up taking on your your final team here? They eventually um, get access to everybody at once, but yeah. it's mad.
0: My final team on this was um it was the one I took out the whole time. Uh it was it was me as the street samurai um isabel gobbett and, and um uh oh gosh rector uh, rector yeah i want to call nice. him rigor but that is his that is his occupation yeah. yeah yeah
1: i ended up uh last time i played it, i ended up sending duncan with raymond because i was mm-hmm. playing it as more sympathetic yeah like trying to get duncan to um forgive him Recon- yeah reconcile yeah. yeah and here i was playing it more you know no you're right to be mad this guy kind of fucking sucks.
2: Um,
1: so I took Duncan with me. I also wanted to see if he had different things to say.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: because I had, had this like very bro relationship with Gaichu, I put Gaichu in charge of yeah taking care of my uh, adopted father mm-hmm. um, here. Or eventually you'll get access to everybody. Yeah. Um, when you get there, the everyone is corrupted. This is a low sanity zone. So mm-hmm. the the triad people who work for kindly Chang uh, are under the sway of the the queen. Like they're losing it. So are these Sang operatives here. Yeah. Like this is a uh, a multi part like fight yes. that's going on.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, you have to kind of talk your way past a lot of people, or fight your way past a lot of people. You're with mm-hmm. natives, uh, Triad people, and Sang operatives as different sides
0: yeah lots of choke points uh we reach one that seems uh you know like okay so this is going to turn into a fight and we don't want to have to deal with it then this cloaked figure descends uh, and kills everybody and you know rips out their throats and what have you uh and it's this is another choice paying off it it is good to have a vampire or you owe you a favor here is ku feng uh mm-hmm. ready she wants to uh drink the drink uh the yama king's blood get yeah. some of that queen queen blood in her uh so she joins our team love it <laughs> i love it yeah. Yeah. So, yeah and she's powerful like she's 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 good she's got those uh those vampire abilities it's really cool when
1: uh a good boy point this deci- uh decision in a game actually mm-hmm. has a, a gameplay effect as well
0: i think a huge thing that um makes that matter you know like makes it feel less like a good boy point kind of thing is the delay in the uh in yeah. the uh, response here you know you could have done uh, the exit stage left you know a while ago it might have been 10 hours ago it's a 30 hour game right so you know you may me you, you can't have forgotten Fang because she's a great npc um i'll hail the vampire queen uh but um you know like it, it just you don't you don't expect that to factor in at this point as opposed to if she was like oh and i will give you you know i will give you 500 credits because you spared my life that's lame
1: no. yeah 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 um it's also a different articulation than the mummy that you can summon now yes you know that's really cool too that you get this mummy summon but again that's not as powerful this yeah. comes at exactly the right point mm-hmm. for it it's great Uh i really like it um when you, uh, you run into uh, some Seng Commandos, um, and you're going to attack them, but then demons spawn in. Uh, the Yama King has these servants that pop up. Yeah. So it's, again, another three-way fight with you against both sides.
0: I love these um, things. They're, like, real big and floppy. They have these crescent-shaped heads, and they're covered with teeth.
1: Yeah, they're great looking. Um, you get to the uh, city center, and Kufeng leaves you at this point. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be the only monster queen in the building.
0: Like <laughs> yeah. yeah and you can tell her like hey not bad for an accountant like, oh okay. yeah you're going places kid <laughs> yeah. very good
1: uh you eventually get to this building full of bodies like people are just dying left and right and a man comes up to you, this raving uh lunatic his mouth is bleeding because he's ripped out all his teeth and he's ripped out his tongue yeah. or ripped out all his teeth to stop the queen from taking yeah. control uh it doesn't work nope
0: everybody's no, too uh, powerful yeah too powerful everybody slaughtered each other anyway um, and then we reach the immediate exterior of the fortune engine. Um, and when we try to open the door, uh, uh, Kion-ya, uh, the queen, kind of appears alongside some demons. Um, and there's some brief dialogue here, and the battle begins.
1: Yep. Uh, so this starts off uh, with a very video game-ass thing. She's behind a force field, uh, this wall of fire. You have to snuff out these candles that are around. Uh, just, boy, like, take down the generators <laughs> to bring down the shields. Like, <laughs> video games, everyone. Yep. Um. You know, and while she's invincible, she'll summon in demons. Uh, a pro tip for this is the more adds you have, the easier this is. So if you have Rachter, uh, on your team, like, if you had Ractor, you were a rigger, mm-hmm. and then you had Gobbit with you. Oh, yeah. You know, you have three extra bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes a really big difference in going and just turning things off.
0: Yeah, because like they, they can stuff the candles just fine. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. When you you know you take her out after you take out the the candles, kill her, and you can clean up the demon, she's not too hard. Yeah. Um. And this is when you're like, yeah, I bet you we didn't actually kill her. And Gaba's like, yeah, no, she's still around. I yeah. can still feel her. She's just putting herself back together.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's this big swirling pool of toxic toxic key. Uh, somebody must have uh, disheveled some papers on a desk here. Mm-hmm. um and you go and step through it and you enter her domain love this i love that this is just you know a biome that they save for this climactic encounter everything is mouth here uh, yeah like there are waist high walls of cover but they're walls of teeth and gums there are huge red pillars of veins and stuff like you're inside of an organic hell world
1: reminded me a little bit of grime that yeah so like we did you know with the, the teeth growing out of stuff and everything like God, teeth are pretty good. fucked up
0: if you think about it, Sir Scalic is saying hello.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no good. It, they're really no good.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I just, um,
1: it's, it's really cool. Like this is, you know, shock and awe for, for a game with this kind of graphical modesty, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're doing a cool art choice to make this look neat. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not too tough of a fight. Um, again, action economy rules all the, the way that they kind of try to balance this is another cliche. Um, she has minions that will heal her. Mm hmm. Um, you have to take them out, but then you just focus fire on her.
0: This ends up being a lot easier, actually, because um, uh, there's more cover in this than there is in the previous. Uh, Teeth everywhere. Pull up a yeah. tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Set a spell. Um, but yeah, uh, you you know you kill her, and uh, she says, "Oh, you haven't even glimpsed my true form. <laughs> this is yeah. form for, form three of question mark." Yeah. Um, and you know, you're kicked back out into the real world and uh Raymond and Duncan uh and the others showed up for you know, I had sent Duncan with him. I, I love when Duncan shows up, he's like, Oh shit, she's real. Yeah, like he'd gone through all
2: of this. Like, it's, like,
1: <laughs> it's gotta I mean it's gotta be pretty fucking yeah, you know, yeah. real shocked this isn't in there,
0: you know. I, I'm not saying it's an unreasonable response, it's just a very a very funny and well timed uh yeah. thing for him to say.
1: Um she recognizes Raymond. You know, she's like, oh, you're the builder. You're the one to let me out. When I build my city, um, you will have a place at my side, you know, as this eternally living symbol of man's folly. (laughs) Um, It's a really good, like, Satan uh, kind of perspective and stuff. And because she's a devil and because, you know, lawful evil is a very interesting alignment for a villain, Mm -hmm. uh, the most interesting villain alignment, uh, she proposes a deal. She's like, listen, consider these people gone. Like this city is mine. These people are mine. You never think about it again. I will stop encroaching to the real world, but you leave this alone. Mm -hmm. Uh, In exchange, you can have 14 years of good fortune. Everything will go right for you. Yeah. Uh, That's a really fun abstract thought to think
0: about. It is. Yeah. Because you have to start wondering like how much in my life is ruled by luck. I mean, I'm not a superstitious person, but also it's not nothing.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Like (laughs) luck, you know, when people are like, luck isn't real, it's just a name for something that is definitely real. Yeah. You know, which is, which is happenstance. Like Uh I consider myself to be very lucky, uh, you know, in a, in a general sense, like I've got this job, got my fiance, like things are going good for Gary Mm -hmm. right now. Um, there's a degree to which I have earned that, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, but there's also a degree to which it's not. And that whatever is, wasn't directly me, that's luck, Mm -hmm. you know, and just thinking about that being only upside. Yeah. Like, it's a really fun idea. Yep. You know, like, there are people who have charmed lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, even when I was not feeling particularly lucky, like, I would have, you know, people, acquaintances, or things, you know, that I would know. And I'd be like, oh, this person's really getting it. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is going right for this person. Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, they're maybe working a, like a little bit, but it doesn't feel like their outcome is commensurate with their input. Mm hmm
0: and i mean also it governs all scale of things in your life too you know yeah. So, you know, just like, like yeah, just by, by nature of the way probability works, there are some people who get, you know, more heads than tails when they flip the coin. Right. Yeah. If you, if you look at everything and this is a way for you to become one of them. And like, what's great about that is again, what is the value of this? It's not nothing, but also she's not saying I will make you the richest person in the world or whatever. It's just, you know, yeah, fortune will go your way. Yeah
1: which is really cool. And what she's asking for in exchange is awful. Yes. You know, just, I'll have control of this. People will keep living here. Like people Mm -hmm. will be sent here because that's the socioeconomic system that I have nothing to do with. Like when we talk about this metaphor being not subtle, it's something that's built on top of the metaphor. It's like a force multiplier. It's not a replacement because she's saying if I were, you know, if I do this, I don't have to worry about these people all dying. Uh-huh. Like more people we send here all the time because you've already created a hell on earth outside of this.
0: That, is that doesn't a, even exist. That is such a good idea. The idea yeah. that like the devil does not create the hell, or at least this one didn't. There was a hell that was made, and a devil decided to come in and take into it over. It. Yeah,
1: we yeah. we made a hermit crab shell for yeah. a devil. Uh, it was us. You know, it's part of why I felt okay with Raymond being tortured for eternity. Yeah. Uh, because it was just like, you know, again, it's a chew toy. I'm, I'm playing a video game. I'm a dog with a chew toy. I wouldn't do that in real life, probably. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: But it's, uh, yeah, it's really good. Like, the, this, the story, whenever this gets brought up, even just in my own head compared to Dragonfall, I need to remind myself of the ending. Because I think yes. this ending, this is as rich and cool as the story mm-hmm. of Dragonfall. It's yeah. just leading up to it is a lot more pat yes uh this is great though uh mm-hmm. this is interesting and uh it stands with the best yes um the counter proposal you can give her you can accept this mm-hmm. uh if you do uh goblet isabel and duncan will fight you mm-hmm. uh gaichu and ractor will not they're right. like no that sounds awesome uh <laughs> and you do an inter-team fight as your final boss
0: good stuff um,
1: that's a cool idea uh you've been outfitting them this entire time you <laughs> know their tactics that's really neat the golden ending comes between a counter proposal where you can uh, basically do a gambit and say, um, if this person, uh, if you do this, uh, you are going to be pissing off the other Yama Kings. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're going to be hoarding in on their situation, and there are rules about that yeah. that you're breaking by making this bargain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can strong harm her with that. That only works if you've learned all of the Yama King lore. Yes. That if you do a counterproposal, like how about a counterproposal? I don't kill you, anything like that. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. The only counterproposal that works is using the the rules against her, and you have yeah. to know all the rules for that to work.
0: Yeah, which is say you're you're asking me to deliver something that you know I can't give you. Yep. You know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, that's the uh, so um, if you do that, you know, actually, the walled city belongs to Marge Simpson. Um, <laughs> then there's no there's no fight, and Raymond is okay, and you reconcile. Otherwise, though, you do get into a fight. Uh, she refuses and you get into a fight, but you have your whole team, which is real fun Yeah, uh, for the first time. It's very chaotic. It's a really, really big melee, but it's fun to have everyone together.
0: She went down. If it was, if it was more than one round, I would be very surprised.
1: Yeah. It is also very easy. Yeah. Uh, and she's not, again, not dead. Yes. You know, yeah. Uh, she's still just in the other realm. Raymond rushes up uh, to the panel and he says uh, he can't shut it down. There's too much flow mm-hmm. that's going into it. Uh, if I sever that flow, uh, this is going to leave tons of people, all these thousands of people here as husks. Yeah. Their spirits will be trapped in here. Um, however, if it's close from the other side, it'll be fine. Uh, Duncan and is like, I'll do it.
0: Uh, Cause he's
1: a very <laughs> dramatic little guy. Uh, and, uh, Raymond insists that he'll
0: do it. Yes. And you know, uh, there are options for how you can you know talk about this and the epilogue kind of stuff. It's yeah. like, this is what he came here to do like yeah he was fully he was fully aware this is probably what it was going to entail so and like yeah there 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 does need to be a payment that is exacted on this yeah
1: i i love the idea of again like when you can do those like no witnesses thing <laughs> like if you play this as really mean it's like yeah don't let the fucking mystical gate hit down the asshole man <laughs> Like just so brutal. Like I, I didn't do it. I was just like, you know, go well, Raymond. You know. Uh, but but you can you can be really, really brutal about this. About get somebody the- going to get tortured by the queen of teeth.
0: Uh, get in the get in the hell, Raymond. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Raymond, eat the hell. Raymond, eat the teeth. Eat the teeth, Raymond. Raymond, just eat the teeth. Uh, <laughs> it's it very mean. Uh Whoa. but yeah, you you do it. Uh, and we get this, this little, uh, you know, him narrating, uh, over this, uh, cut scene. the machine shuts down and he is now tortured for eternity. Yes. Uh. Whoopsie. <laughs> yep. Uh, and now we're in epilogue mode. We, we have a playable epilogue. Yes. Here, uh, yeah. where we're going and checking out the walled city and, and the kind of aftermath.
0: Yeah. We walk out, there's a barricade of cops here, but they're too busy to see us. There's a, there's a journalist here who looks for all the world, like Jeremy Parish. It's just because Jeremy
1: Parish dresses like a journalist. <laughs> like he does. Okay. Yeah, got, he does, he's got he's got sartorial know. like choices, yeah. and he he's a man I like. I like Jeremy a lot. He is a man who is uh, has a very specific sartorial sense.
0: Yes, he has a cultivated yeah. aesthetic. I'm talking yeah. like in the in the in the in the facial, the, the facial um, structure. He does.
1: He yeah. does kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is about the cover up. Like they basically he's doing the, you know, the gas leak and you'd be like, it wasn't a gas leak. You know, <laughs> I, there was a fucking Yama King and he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You yeah, know, yeah. uh, things are just going to go on as normal. Yeah. Um, you can check this news screen where Josephine saying is giving an interview about like, Oh, in the wake of this gas leak or whatever, I'm going to be redoubling my philanthropic efforts. Yeah. You know, just, just horse shit.
0: Yeah. Usual corporate yeah. corporate shit. Corporate shit. Uh, so you're to headquarters. So you go to the Mahjong parlor and talk with kindly Chang. She's like, what in the hell happened? <laughs> like, like what <laughs> happened to all my men? Um, and you know, we, we, we explain and you know, she's like, Oh yeah, no, just, uh, you know, I had a chance to make a deal with the Yama King once, uh, Fu Meng, uh, spoke to me and you know there's then there's a deal right you know he wants 40 the the hearts of 44 people who are close to you and you know there are people who were just kind of on this quest uh to like make as many friends as possible you know to ingratiate themselves so they could sacrifice them she's like nah fuck that like she that's so
1: crazy like that's so many people (laughs) <laughs> like, i do not know how who the 44 people closest to me are yeah like, like i i feel like uh yama king Fu Meng could probably make up in bulk if he considered some kind of loss leaders on this
0: yeah you know A 10 <laughs> you An know? introductory price yeah like you know? well, there
1: should be some kind of discount like ComGas, gas like <laughs> you bundle the hearts or something like you can do 44 hearts or 10 hearts and 10 livers
0: yeah for to to t- 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 twenty twenty hearts and forty livers or uh, yeah. twenty hearts and forty kidneys, right you can yeah. take kidneys
1: and people will live, and those people can be close to you, and then yeah. the hearts though that's you know quite a few people yeah uh so as you're you're kind of talking to, to kindly Chang about this, strangler Bao walks in uh and says, like hey, I have really good news, blah 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 died, and everyone's real happy, you're like, what is that? It's the person ahead of her on the the ladder yes, um you know, everyone's going to get promoted. Um, and she says, okay, like tell everyone for the next two weeks, med- you know, get all the medical supplies that are coming in, steal them, tell mm-hmm. everyone that, you know, debts are, uh, you know, you're in Frozen. forbearance basically, yeah. uh, until this is over. Like she starts doing PR immediately yes. to get this position. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very candy. Ken, kindly. Chang is a great character.
0: I love her. Yeah. Yeah um so uh kind of chen gives us some more good news but it comes with a bit of a little a bit of a shadow over it says hey somebody lifted your apb i have no idea who it was and that bothers me
1: yeah yep yep yeah done 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 yeah um you uh you talk about you tell her what happened with raymond uh closing the door um and she kind of puts a little bit of a blanket on everything You know, she's like, you did help some people for a while, but people get used to anything. Change keeps coming. And she talks about the awakening. Like it was, you know, she lived through this. She saw everyone turn into fantasy races and then Vetus come and kill one third of the population. And Mm -hmm. now that's just history. Yeah. You know, and that's true. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. where we are right now with the real Kowloon Wald city, right? Like this thing that there just was this ridiculous, surreal place of human suffering Mm-hmm. You know, and, and humanity in general, like I'm sure that there was joy in everything there as well. There's yeah, culture yeah. there, but this, this place that was uh, a, a middle finger to humanity, the idea mm-hmm. that we make this incredibly densely packed misery zone uh, that people just don't know about. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet you, you know, you take a random poll of a hundred people on the street, half of them maybe know about it. Yeah, You know, uh, atrocities do become history mm-hmm. and become forgotten.
0: Yeah. And just like, yeah, humans can get used to anything. So like, yeah, you know, you're like, you've, you've helped, you know, some people, but you know, just try and keep it in perspective. Right. Yep.
1: Uh, Raymond will get used to being eternally tortured by the queen of teeth.
2: <laughs> the, um,
1: it'll be like going to sleep. Uh, you return to the boat. Uh, everyone is sitting around. Nobody can sleep. Like everyone's yeah. retired, but they're debriefing. Yeah. You know? Uh we everyone deduces that the reason why Josephine Sang wanted to stop you is because that fortune engine was siphoning the good luck off to her. Yes. Uh, you know, which we, we talked about earlier, but this is where it's actually revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go to bed ends the game, um, you have a chance to go check in with your team.
0: Yeah. So you can talk with Gaichu and you know, he asks what I have planned. And I say, I don't know. You know, no way to tell. And he talks about the benefits of being a Ronin, kind of seeing a common, uh, you know, a commonality between us.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah uh you know eight times down nine times up yes like uh be a roman i talked to ractor and he's gonna stay in town um he's this is a great place for him to continue his plans to kind of help push for this post-human society mm-hmm. you know and he's like will you be at my side with this and it's just like i don't know man
0: yeah <laughs> it's like no. we'll, we'll cross our bridge when we get there bud
1: yep <laughs> yep um there's a, uh, you talk to Isabel, uh, Isabel says, uh, you know, what Sang was doing uh, to Raymond made her rethink wiping her own memories. Like he almost lost all his memories and it was very traumatic. Mm-hmm. You know, should I keep mine? Should I get rid of them? You know, yeah. I, have been thinking about wiping them, but Sang's holding me back. Yeah. And you can basically just say like, make your, you know, I can't tell you what to do. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, it's your own choice here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she chews on that. This is actually all the little character logs to this are a little bit disappointing. Well, but just because not a whole lot happens with them, it ends up right. working with the fact that there is a extended campaign. Mm-hmm. Like the, the story doesn't necessarily end here. Right. You know, this is the end of this story, but there is a miniature and specifically closure for Duncan, because Duncan doesn't have anything particularly profound to say about this whole thing.
0: I don't, I don't Which, even think he was just discuss- got like uh, dialogable here. For me. Uh, you you can
1: you can't talk to him when everyone's gathering. You can talk to him in his room.
0: I think. Gotcha. Yeah. Um,
1: but there's not there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah. Um, and it's because his stuff is in the DLC hmm
0: yeah yeah and goblet doesn't really have anything to say other than wow it's pretty cool that we you know punched a god in the face right
1: yeah and, and it is you know uh you go to sleep you know no one has any nightmares you just just shadows like shadow runs dun dun done, uh and then you get a little epilogue slide that uh talks about josephine Singh's fortunes drying up yeah. uh, after these riots uh, her culpability and everything was leaked the stock plummeted uh, Wuxing bought her company and she now rots in a corporate prison. Uh, she's literally just not getting the luck anymore.
0: Yep. And yeah. you know, if you're just incredibly lucky, uh, you know, you're probably not developing the compensatory muscles to deal yeah. with stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: and that's the end of uh, Shatter in Hong Kong, unless you play that DLC mission, which is good and worth mm-hmm.
2: playing
1: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah.
0: Good game. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of said the stuff that I wanted to say and the generalities on this, you know, like this is, you know, like a good level of complexity on the um, um, on the combat for me mm-hmm. uh, personally here. There's, you know, good variety. Uh, I think they really, you know, especially worked on like variety of using this gameplay model to do different stuff, uh, different kinds of missions, uh, which uh, worked out really well. And mm-hmm. uh, the story grew on me. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah it's a like it, it is a cool hook i wish that it was you know uh, uh, kind of a little bit more directed and inventive on the on on, on the way there mm-hmm. uh but whatever like it ends up in a cool place and it's a it, it is a you know good companion i would say to uh you know to dragonfall like i would not i would not discourage or steer anybody away from this and you know in fact i would say the uh uh kind of the reputation that it has um is not well deserved like it still rules
1: and yeah. as as gamer kind uh we have got to stop doing like letting the the great be the enemy of the good mm-hmm. with that like it, it we do a real disservice uh and i include us in this because we compare things as well
0: yeah you know, yeah like,
1: this, this kind of thing we're not without sin in this but just the idea that something has to be uh the best version of it to be worthy mm-hmm. is silly I mean, uh, especially with I, things that are so rare on their face, yes. you know, there just aren't enough games like this. Like there are, it's not unique. There are, there mm-hmm. are games like this. There aren't enough that a really, really good one needs to be jettisoned into the forgetto sphere because it's not as good as Dragonfall or wasteland three.
0: Uh, you know? I have said different versions of this at different times, maybe about different games or whatever, but if you are waiting or holding everything next to Dark Souls or Disco Elysium, that is a really good way to not be very happy with the stuff that you consume.
1: Yeah. And the, and the 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 pie is so big. Like, I remember, you know, very first season of Bonfireside Chat, playing Dark Souls, I remember being like, how would I go back to, like, God of War? You know, like, how do I play a very simple action game for this? And the answer is, uh, I don't. Like Dark Souls did kind of obviate that for me. Mm -hmm. The old God of Wars don't stand up for me really right now, but that's fine because there's so many other things that just, I go to for different things. Yeah. You know, uh, this kind of, there, there's so many things on the menu. You can find the thing you enjoy, get a lot of it and you don't just need the best thing of it. You're not, uh, you know, watching movies as if you only watch the AFI's top 100 movies of every genre. Mm -hmm. You can pick a genre that you like and then just, it's okay to just really like, a b plus game in that that subspace yeah you know um like i like this more than games that are considered much better than it. Mm-hmm. it's just like more of my shit and uh you know very very good on its own right some some deft writing uh and yeah i like it quite a bit
0: good stuff um,
1: very good stuff i really would like uh Herbane schemes to start doing shadow runs again
0: yeah, uh, yeah. pretty badly i uh i I am waiting with beta breath for what they're gonna do next,
1: yeah, it's a good developer like mm-hmm. quietly like one of the you know there aren't tons of this kind of like a to double a you know indie ish developers like somewhere mm-hmm. in between yeah uh, you know they they are uh at a very you know they end up being not a not a unique size, but there aren't tons of people in that exact space mm-hmm. i think so uh good for them, yeah. Uh, and good for everyone listening to
0: this CRPG month. <laughs> CRPG month. Another one down. I would be lying if I said I was not extremely relieved to have these off of my uh, off of my plate. They do hang heavy over me uh, in terms just, of yeah, uh, it. Just it's a, it's yeah. a lot. Um,
1: it, yeah. it, I end up feeling similar for any time we do a big multi part mm-hmm. thing. I just want it off. Like uh, it makes me nervous. I always beat the game before we record about it, mm-hmm. or try my best to. So like this happened with me with you know with final fantasy 12 as well yeah this year like i just want to have this very very long thing over with like it ends up even if i even if i'm enjoying it Mm -hmm. you know uh it's just kind of the reality of being able to cover long games yeah and we can't just do 20 hour or less games nope you know it won't work there are too many games are much longer than that and that's good it's good that there's both Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh it this was a nice, to me, was a very nice reprise from last year of Fallout 4, yeah. which took a long time. <laughs>
0: oh, uh, my God. That was a 100-hour game. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, with DLCs and stuff. Like, yeah, I like yeah. that game. I like those episodes a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I look forward to this for as a change of pace. I'm glad that every month of the show is not a 100-hour game. Yeah. Uh, that would be unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Thank you for listening. If you're hearing this, uh, you are on the public feed. Um, Unlike most months, rather than having a preview episode and a private Patreon episode, this month, we just have a Patreon episode because we didn't Mm -hmm. want to split this up into two. If you are a patron, if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and give us $5 a month, you get our bonus episodes, all the old ones, and this month, which is about uh, arcade games. Should we announce what we're covering?
0: We ought to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this will be the third of these that we have done, um, mm-hmm. and each of us are going to be covering two games apiece.
1: Yes, um, I am doing uh, Mappy, uh, my favorite maze space, uh, maze chase game, mm-hmm. and then doing Strider, uh, which mm. is a graphical tour de force.
0: Yeah. Um I am excited to hear about both hear about both of those. I don't have a lot of experience with them i'm gonna throw in and play i'll throw a couple of quarters into them my yeah, quarters i mean um uh the you know just emulator uh because i you know don't have those at my local arcade uh instead uh what i have um I'm doing a paperboy and I'm doing smash t v
1: yeah nice yeah uh arcade classics this month mm-hmm. um paperboy is on my short list mm-hmm. I love Paperboy, the uh, the version of it that's on the little home arcade that I have. Okay, is uh, tricky. <laughs>
0: How so, the, uh,
1: well, the um, so it really benefits from having the actual bike controls mm-hmm. because you want analog acceleration. Yes. If you don't have analog acceleration, you just go. You're constantly toggling the brake.
0: Yeah, that's not a way. That's no way to live.
1: And it's also I it played on the on the NES. Yes, know? and still like I like I love Paperboy. Like mm-hmm. that was very uh, you know it was on my short list of things to do. So I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing your deep dive on it because Paperboy owns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Smash TV is great. Like yep. or, you know not the not the originator of the dual stick shooter, mm-hmm. but a really really good version of it. Uh, yeah. Robotron was also on my short list yeah. of things to do. Um, we're kind of sticking in the '80s this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, early and mid '80s, but I think that's okay for a uh, a Patreon special arcade episode. Yeah, um, and we're kind of sticking to hits. Uh, we're mm-hmm. we're doing some you know really nice wide varietal of varietal genres. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a good spread.
0: Yep. So uh, you'll get those if you're a patron. Um, just like you'll get uh, all the premium episodes. Um, uh, just a reminder of what we're doing next month. Um, mm-hmm. in uh, January, uh, regular episodes are going to be. Um, oh my gosh. What remains of Vita the Finch, uh, heretic and, uh, the premium episode is going to be Hades. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Um, the, uh, yeah, uh, we, next episode is going to be our dispatch where we will talk about what we're doing the month after that. Uh, mm-hmm. so look forward to that. We have cool stuff planned for, uh, for next year. We do. We have uh, cool games on the list. Um, but we also have like uh, a couple of announcement things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're still kind of in the hopper. We'll talk about them a little bit more. Um, if you are hearing this, uh, duck has happened already. We appreciate you tuning in. Yeah. Assuming you did, which of course you did. Cause why wouldn't you, <laughs> uh, you know, doing tuning in and donating. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, no highlight this, uh, this month. If you are a non-cis, non-straight, uh, non-white guy, Uh, and you do a project and you'd like to hear us highlight it, please send me an email at Gary at Mm duckfeed.tv. Um, make sure, uh, you have stuff we can like link to, uh, make sure that there, you know, we have the website things that, um, you know, we can point people
0: towards. Mm -hmm. Um, this is the Thursday before Christmas. If you celebrate, please have a good holiday, have a good new year. Uh, mm-hmm. although I will, I guess we'll say that next week. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, uh, have fun and be safe. Uh, always be safe, especially if you're traveling. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. And, uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. You know, good, good, uh, good, good year for us. Hopefully a good year for you. Yeah. Uh, hopefully your fortunes are going well. Yeah. Um, what should they watch out for until next time? Cole?
0: Um, I mean, watch out for some people coming into uh, a ajar your pots and pans.
1: Yeah. Uh, guard your teeth
2: you <laughs>